our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Who else is going to do it? Hello and welcome to episode 208 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie and video game podcast where we talk about the latest movies and video games that come out on Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm co-host here, Brooks Fallon. And with us on this special video game episode of the podcast, number three, we're talking E3 2017 with first, Chris Kramer. What's up, guys? And David Fallon. How you doing? Back again after uh, video game episode number two, about a month or two ago. Here to talk about the Super Bowl of video games. <laughs> and what an E3 it was. Uh, first off, I would like to say, <laughs> I was about to go into E3, but I first I want to say, if you're listening to this, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, review us, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit us up on Twitter, at the Redbox Report, and like us on Facebook. Just want to get that out of the way. But overall, what did you guys think of this year's E3? For me, I haven't been into video games in like eight years, so I can't really compare it to recent E3s, but what did you guys think? How did it compare to your average electronic expo? I don't know what the initials stand for. Chris? I mean, I thought it was awesome. There was a lot of definitely great titles that were unveiled. There was a lot of great titles that had more information released. Of course, we got the new Xbox, more information on that, which almost seems more powerful than necessary, but I mean, I definitely thought it was good. There's a lot of great titles coming out at the end of this year, early next year. Um, there were some things that didn't we didn't get to hear about, which I thought we would, but I'm sure we will eventually, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's uh, definitely not the worst E3. Yeah, I would agree with that. How about you, Dave? Um... Well, I think some of the things shown were some of the best I've seen at E3 in a long time, but uh, there were the regular things that I don't really even care to hear about. Yeah, like, heard that. You know, the stuff that keeps getting repeated and all. Every year you see the same thing. But um, some really amazing games like Anthem, what we were talking about earlier. And <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just as an example. So. Yeah, for sure, for but sure. There's a lot of stuff that quality that I really liked. Let me just like add real quick that, I mean, I love like E3 and the big unveils and the big surprises, but I've never been a fan of like the the way they do the press conferences. I mean, it just seems a little like tacky and almost awkward with the way they have people come out and talk. Like, yeah. I've never been a big fan of like the the way those press conferences go. Like the screen prompter. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a really good point, and I guess I didn't plan on this before, but when we go through all these conferences, we're going to go through one by one. Uh, maybe we'll take note of that as well. About you know, because some of them I felt like did a pretty good job, and some of them were cheesy, like you said. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, so what are your overall impressions? Um, I'm extremely excited for this year. Uh, yeah. A lot of good games. A lot of games that. I mean, years ago, I would have loved to have that, and you know, just I mean, for one anthem is a good yeah. example. I mean, that just there's <laughs> no getting around it. Yeah, it just it looks so good. <laughs> a lot of games do. I mean, there's so many. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I'll say I thought it was an awesome E3. I actually somehow was able to watch most of this stuff live, which surprised me because I thought I was just going to have to catch up later on, but that was exciting. I thought there was a ton of awesome games. Even there's games that wouldn't typically interest me that kind of caught my attention. And I just live for the hype. Even when it, when it comes to movies, when it comes to sports, like I'm all about looking ahead. I got to have something, you know, to look forward to. That's how I get through my day-to-day life, <laughs> going through work and shit, you know? So, yeah. I will, this is... Go ahead. Uh, I will say, though, I was a little bit disappointed that there's no actual new consoles. It seems like uh, Microsoft and Sony are just revamping with the PS Pro and now the Xbox One X, even though it's incredibly powerful. Um, I, I just, I would have liked to, I definitely would have liked to see Sony come out with, you know, PS5, something like that, because I'm trying to hold off on buying these more powerful systems, and then next year the PS5 comes out, you know, and then it's obsolete completely. Yeah, and with that, let's just segue right into Microsoft, right off the bat, since they had the new system, Xbox One X, the official name, let's first say, in my opinion, that's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean... They did the S. Scaled right back. Yeah. <laughs> just called it Xbox. Yeah. That's not confusing <laughs> at all. The, the normal version is Xbox One S, and the new one's Xbox One X. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm sure moms will not get that confused whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, um, easy way for GameStop people to sell the moms on the new one. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but like Chris mentioned, I was expecting a little bit more of a next-gen type of thing. And don't get me wrong, it's incredibly powerful. Uh, seeing these graphics of games like Anthem run at 60 FPS uh, on full, 4K, full like 4K. with no stutters or frame rate issues at all. I mean, impressive, don't get me wrong. But to pay the price point that came out, $4.99, which is double the S. I mean, for me, I mean, I understand it for hardcore gamers or like people that just have this money to spend just to have the top of the line. I wish I didn't have two kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, I, it just doesn't seem enough for me. Like, there's no way in hell. First of all, I'm a Sony guy, but even the PS Pro I'm not buying because, yeah, okay, it maybe it runs smoother, the graphics look a little bit better, but the same, they have no games that are just for the X or just for the Pro. So for yep. me, it's not worth it. It's just an upgraded but, main system. What do you guys think over there? Yeah, I was I was going to add that on to what Chris said about trying to hold off. It was like like we went from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, and that was like next gen and like a big leap or yes. whatever, which in the end didn't really turn out to be. I mean, it kind of did, but took a while. But this jump is definitely not like to the next gen, which whatever that will be. This is just a little bit more power, a little bit better graphics more storage, but it's not the huge jump to, like, the next gen. Yeah, it's more like iPhone 7 to iPhone 7 Plus, 7 Plus yeah, or, yeah, or even 8, maybe, but it's still, like, no huge improvements, but I think, Dave, maybe you and I had talked about this in the past, where that's going to start happening as the technology just, it's almost at a peak where all you're going to see is these small improvements. They're not going to be able to make the huge next-gen jumps yeah, it can only get so much better. Well, not to like totally disagree with what you guys were saying. Like, I, I agree that it's not in your head. It's not going Xbox Five or whatever. But when they came, 
like when they originally announced these new systems, both Microsoft and Sony, they basically said, I mean, there there's no plans for the next console in any near future. And basically, I get not wanting maybe to buy it right off the bat because they didn't have a ton to show for it. But I'm give by next E3, that Xbox One X is going to be almost mandatory. And it's it, maybe it doesn't look like that big of a jump, but that's because they're they have to still support their current games. Like they even said at Microsoft that it plays all Xbox One games, which I figured that would have been a given. Like, I didn't even think they needed to say that. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, just, I really feel, you know, come next E3, like, you're going to see these games come out, and you're going to be like, at least with the Xbox One X, it's going to be like, wow, like, that's why they did it. You know what I mean? And it's supposed to, basically what I feel like they're trying to do is they're bridging the gap between console and PC. They're paving the way for this new gen of these extremely powerful consoles that are almost on par with PC. They're they're definitely bridging that gap. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it feels very PC. You're never going to be able to keep up with PC, only because if you have a PC, you can just slide out your video card. But that's... I mean, it's possible if they did some kind of system like that where you just buy, you could buy like add-ons and it'd be totally modular. But that's, I think, the idea, and I think that's why it seems like, you know, maybe you don't want it right away because when the newest graphics card comes out, I don't need it right away to upgrade my PC to play every game. But slowly over the next year or two years, it's going to be a huge leap in. You're going to see that big performance jump in games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see. I re- I never really thought about it like that, but I definitely like the sound of that. I uh, I've always never really been a PC player, and I've always been super jealous of that. Like I'm a big simulation game player and stuff like that. And the better games in that genre have always been on like the PC. So the I definitely like the sound of like bridging that gap. But it's crazy. It's like it's almost like when Steve Jobs started like Apple and all his companies. He made it where you can't customize it whatsoever and it's pretty much like that with the systems i think it would be great if they would start like making a system where like dave said you could slide out the video card or i think upgrades. So i almost disagree like i get it and I, I understand why they have to go this route at this point but for me what made console gaming so special was you get this system you have these exclusive games and right out of the box it's all there so yes. I see what you're saying, Dave, and yeah, it's probably the smart move in the long run because I think that's just the evolution of gaming right now. But for me, if that's going to be the case where it's going to be a year from now where you start getting these exclusives where you got to take advantage of the X, then release it next year when you can really come out of the gate firing with these strong exclusive games for that system. I feel like talking about the modular consoles, though, I feel like the Xbox One S, even though... To me, it's like the Pro where they're just making the same console a little bit more powerful. The fact that the Xbox One X, I mean, it is unbelievably powerful. It is a huge jump um, in the technical terms. Um, I mean, it's so powerful it has to be water-cooled. That's a huge step up for a console. Um, I definitely feel like they're going to, Sony or Microsoft, one of them's going to create a console soon um might be the next gen console that is modular where you can put in better 
better video cards, better everything. I mean, I feel like it's definitely going that route, especially with the way that they yeah. made this console. If it's going to go that route, then yeah, I think they should just go all the way where parts are swappable and upgradable like that. Like, literally just take it right out, put the new one in. They're dipping their toes in the water right now. I definitely feel like it's going to happen. Now, what is, like, the Xbox One S, what is, like, the advantage there? Like, what is 4K? Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't it one terabyte also? So it's a little bit, yeah, it's one, a little bit stronger processor in that. It's the same processor as the Xbox One X, actually, but it's just, um, it's capable of running 4K is basically the draw. Yeah, and um, the frame rate um, is, like, a big thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's to an extent. They can only do so much with the frame rate because most developers only make, unfortunately, games as 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. But I think it is capable of running a higher frame rate. Yeah. Well, let's get into like some other things they announced with uh, the X. Like They're finally doing original Xbox games backwards compatibility. I don't know if it's like all of them across the board or if they're going to roll out certain ones slowly. But... Uh, I mean, that doesn't really do much for me personally, but you guys are Xbox uh, guys. What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Russ. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, of course, they remastered Halo, and you can play all the Halo games now pretty much, but things like that and some other no, notable titles, um, off the top of my head, I really can't think of them. But, I mean, I loved Xbox when it first came out. It was huge, just like playing like the NFL games and stuff like that, but... I think it'll definitely be pretty big for some people. Now, I hope they roll it out in a way that you can pretty much play any game all at once because I feel like if they do it slowly over time, it'll kind of lose steam and a lot of stuff won't really get there. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really smart as far as convincing people to make the upgrade where, yeah, they're still... I mean, no one's really still playing original Xbox anymore, but say you're playing 360 and... You want to now? You it's the time to make the jump to the X. Well, you can still play your 360 games on the X. Whereas with PlayStation, if you had a PS2 or a PS3, you get a PS4, and not necessarily going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Xbox One, they started doing backwards backwards compatibility with 360, but they did it very slowly and very selectively, to where it was like, like the way the Xbox library works, you can look at games that are available for you to download that you like own in your library that you don't have downloaded but so I would always be like checking my library seeing what I could what came out and it was very slow and not a lot came out after I mean like at the start they were like big on it and then it just kind of slowly lost steam yeah and uh, I guess the last thing about just Xbox One X is that they're going to roll out free 4k upgrades of games that you currently own which I think is really cool every game yeah yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, it's like it's not necessarily like having a new game, but it definitely puts a new touch to things and oh, yeah. make replay a lot, a lot oh. of stuff. Before we get to a new topic, sorry to touch on that backwards compatibility thing. Yeah, please. Um, I was just reading something yesterday about um, backwards compatibility with uh, Xbox One, and it said it was just talking about. Uh, like how there's a extremely small amount of people even using it. Um, you know, everybody makes this big deal about it because I feel like it's more of like a monetary thing. Like, hey, I spent this money, why yeah, can't I play are. my game? But when they can actually play it, they don't actually play it. Yeah, if that it, makes sense. It's more like um, 
It doesn't really do anything for me. I don't really have the urge to go back and play these games a lot. I mean, I'm not saying I don't have my favorite game here and there that I would like to, but not really, to be totally honest. I'm the exact same way with it. Uh, Wouldn't really matter to me, I mean, but I did spend the money on all of that, so... Yeah, and I feel like that's why people... (laughs) Yeah, it's like I said with um, uh, it's like I said with the the free uh, the four K thing. Like it's just that extra incentive to make the push to get you to buy the new system. And then once you buy it, you're not going to play those games, or you might not even do the free four K upgrade. But it's just a mental thing. Yeah, it's just it's smart strategy. It's not necessarily like going to change the world. (laughs) Yes, it's nice that it's free though, and it's there for. People that really want it. I literally think it's just to make the list bigger. Those yeah. features. Yep. True. Like, True. It's one more thing that they can say that they do. Alright, so with that, let's move into the games. Um, we're, I just want to go over the format real quick. Uh, since there's so much stuff here, what we're going to do is basically quick hits, round table, hit all the big stuff that is mentioned at each press conference. We'll go down to big boys first. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo... Then the biggest developers like EA, Bethesda, Ubisoft will give them a rating, like a school rating, A through F or whatever you want to do. Uh, And then we'll do one at a time, quick hit thoughts on each game. And then afterwards we'll do our top five games of show. So, are we ready for this? Yeah. Alright. First up, Microsoft. I think they showed, what, I forget what they said, 36 games, 22 exclusives. I don't have all 36 games here, but try to hit all the biggest ones. First up, Metro Exodus. This was a first-person shooter. I think it was an exclusive. It was also a sequel to a PC series, I believe. Um, It's like a post-apocalyptic shooter where... I don't know. It's a post-apocalyptic shooter. What do you want me to say? But the graphics looked awesome. I'm not super into FPSs, so... And I don't have an Xbox, so I can't play it, but it's probably a game I would watch someone play on Twitch for a little bit, just to check it out. Yeah. Brooks? Well, I mean, Metro is a long-going series. I mean, it's been around oh, forever. It? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's been around since, what, like Nintendo or something? Yeah, the first one was, like, Xbox 360 or... Metro, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was longer than that, but they have a lot of games from the series, it's been like um i mean like you said it's like a futuristic shooter it's but the trailer i mean the, the graphics look great if you're if you're into that type of like shooter i think it'll be a good game and hopefully it's got a good story to it so i think it definitely has potential yeah i agree um so what it is metro is based off a book um i forget um, the author's name about a basically post nuclear apocalypse in russia and um, these people flee to the subway to hide from the blast. It is, I'm pretty sure, the gist of, like, the backstory. And uh, time passes and all, and there's, like, mutated animals and stuff now. And going out into the world, it's all irradiated. But I've played all three of them. Well, not all three of them. I've actually got Exodus yesterday, and I beat it. Sorry. No, but, um... <laughs> I played the first two, and they are awesome. They are some of the best first-person shooters you will ever play if, as a single-player game. And that's um, what I like. The uh, the levels are 
they're not open world by any means. Like, the game is a little linear, but the levels make you feel like it's almost like an open area. Like, you can go ten different ways, or you can break off the path and search these six extra rooms for different items and whatnot. And, like, you can go to shops and sell and all, and you'll eventually get to, like, little settlements where, you you know, you can walk around and serve, like, an open area. Um, it is amazing. Metro Last Light, which is the second one, is one of my favorite games I've played in the past few years. Nice. Um, and this one, what it seems like they're doing is, if you watch the trailer, he pulls out a map. So it's they said it's still going to be, like, levels, but each level is going to be a big open area where you can explore and go do different things, sort of like, I don't know if you've ever played The Witcher 2. Like, the game is broken down into, like, four open-world areas that are smaller. Um, it, I mean, not to mention, like you guys said, the graphics look amazing. But yeah. just, I only wanted to touch on this so much because you didn't seem to know too much about that no, game, Bob. But it is, I, I mean, it is a game that you should be excited for. It, the developers are incredible. Um, like I said, it's, like, post-apocalyptic. So everything's sort of, like, makeshift weapons, like you might have a, a rifle that's made out of, sort of like Fallout, where they would make it out of like a tube and a uh, CO2 canister, and like you'd shoot it, you know, junk out of your yeah. gun or something, but um, not well, to drag on too much, but I don't know what the story will be about, I guess Exodus said they're going outside and they don't have to use their gas masks, so maybe the radiation stuff's clearing up, <clears throat> and they're finally able to go out into the open world safely, well, not safely, but you know. Isn't yeah. it um? Isn't it an Xbox exclusive? Because if it is, I'm kind of mad because I played Last Light and I now I didn't play the first one, but I loved Metro Last Light. Um, isn't that great? That was the first one I played as well. Yeah, it was good. So, do we it's, know if this is exclusive? I, I, uh, I have a I'm feeling. I'm not positive, but I want to find out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be so mad. I hope for Microsoft's case it is because I want to just before you, I let you go, Chris. Sorry. Uh, just this so is, they have a good exclusive. Yeah, they need a goddamn exclusive. And look, one thing I want, last thing I want to say about the system in general, like, they're showing this powerful ass system. This is one of the few games that actually, like, took advantage of that. Yeah. It showed it off. A ton of the other games are showing indie games that have already been out in other places. <laughs> so, like, they needed more of this. Metro <laughs> Exodus and some of the other games we'll get into, but... Yeah, this really, I feel like, showed off the most, the power of the system. They're making Undertale for consoles. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those showing those indie games, they at that point, they, I feel like they're not really even talking about Xbox One fair, X. They're just, it's not like this is a new system where they're only coming out with games for that. It's still yeah, yeah. Xbox One, you know yeah. what I mean? So they showed that, and they tried to show off as much as they could running on it, wherever it looks nice. But other than that, they're just... They're pushing all their games and their peripherals or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I hear you. I hear you. But I agree with you. There wasn't a ton to show about it, but this was one of the more beautiful games. Yeah, I just feel like I heard a bunch before this about Microsoft. They're losing the exclusives war big time. They really need to come out oh, and they, and, and they didn't. I think they always have. I never have felt that Microsoft had good uh, exclusives. I never was a big fan of... Uh, Gears of War. Halo, yes. Yeah, so. Halo, I mean, I enjoy, <laughs> but it's not... And I get that that's a big exclusive for them, but yeah. I don't know. I, the, the more recent ones haven't been, like, that huge jump in quality, like, one, two, and maybe even three were from them back then. Yeah. 
Now, also, Chris, update it is also coming for PS4. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that's good for you. Oh, so yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, that was all I was saying. I just wanted to make. I thought it looked good. I played Last Light, <laughs> and it was amazing. I just wanted to make sure that it was yeah. exclusive because I will go buy an Xbox. <laughs> Last Light is amazing. That's uh, that's one thing you should definitely put on your list, Bob. I bought <laughs> right, a, I bought a 360 before because of I, I just wanted to play Halo. I wanted to try it and. Yeah. <laughs> I will buy a console just to play a game. All right. One game down, 75 more to go. Uh, <laughs> next up, Brooks, I'm looking to you for this one. It's Forza Motorsport 7. Man, again, talk about a game that really showed off that power of that system. Of course, any new system, you want that car game because it just seems like the easiest way to get across the graphical power. I was going to say the same thing, Bob. <laughs> It's kind of like an easy go-to. You got to have your car game. You got to have your fighting game because it's a, only so much you can do with those. You can really show off the cars and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I mean, I'm not into racing games at all, but again, I kind of broke it down in a, a few different categories for myself. Like a game I want to play personally. Like I really want to get my hands on this game and play it. A game that looks awesome, but it's not really something. Maybe I'll try it, but or maybe I'll just watch someone else play it. And then there's games where it's like, I kind of see what they're going for, but not for me. But uh, Forza, I would watch someone play it. It, it looked that pretty. Brooks, yeah. you're the car guy. What did you think? Uh, well, to start off, well, Forza has been like Xbox's thing. They've, I mean, Forza One launched with Xbox originally, the first Xbox. So yeah, that was, which, like, what do big... we call all their systems now? <laughs> it's like. They've pretty much launched it with every one of their systems so far, so... And it's always been their, like, way to show off the great graphics, and... But it really has turned into a great racing simulation rather than more an arcade-style game. And, uh, I... I love the game. I mean, it's great for racing people. It's more like... Like, there's a lot of games on PC where are very simulation-oriented racing games where they don't really worry about the graphics, more like the gameplay and the more realism, but... Forza, they always have incredible graphics, great tracks, all kinds of cool cars. And the way they launched this, they actually signed a deal with Porsche and launched uh, a brand new Porsche. I think it was a 911 GT2 RS. Yeah. Oh yeah, with, your car got too. I forgot. <laughs> so they launched the brand new Porsche like at the at the game announcement, which was pretty cool. I thought it was awesome. But uh, I mean, I don't know. If, they still have. They'd signed a deal with NASCAR previously. I don't know if it's still going to be that way with this game, where they kind of are the way NASCAR gets into a video game these days. But I love Forza. It's pretty simulation oriented. I mean, you could turn you can turn on like assists and make it more arcadey. But um, I mean, I hope like Forces are kind of repetitive. They just get better graphics and a little bit more gameplay. The the career mode's kind of repetitive, where you just basically race and race and race and race, and there's yeah. not much to it, so it'd be cool if they could game, throw yeah. a little bit more into the story mode, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's absolutely incredible with, like, racing fans, and I play, like, a lot of Formula One games and stuff like that, and they have indie cars in this, so I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to show off, like, the 4K and the frame rate very well, and uh, I... I can't wait for it. I always play every Forza that comes out. Awesome. Dave? Um, I really don't play much for racing games. Not that I, they're not enjoyable. Like, I used to love 
playing some split screen racing stuff, like anything. Or really, the ones I like are like uh, like Breakout, the over the top, cheesy arcade racing games. Not for any real reason other than I've just never been a fan of like uh, simulation racing. It's not. It's cool when they do a great job making them. Just I don't know. Never really my cup of tea, but. Yeah, I'm right there with it you. It looks incredible. It is always, and I, I literally, before you said that, I was going to say the same exact thing. When they launch a system, they always show off like a Forza or a Grand Turismo yeah, because exactly. they put those textures on the cars. They can show off all the awesome weather effects, yep. the first-person view. Yep. I mean, like this Forza, you see the water drops flipping off, off the street, hitting the windshield, and then rolling up the windshield. Just, you know, I mean, you might as well be driving Really, <laughs> yeah. it looks beautiful, but um, man, I could you imagine? Really have, what's that? Imagine this in VR. Yeah, exactly, oh, and I'm sure at some point it will be because uh, the Hololens, even though which is weird that they didn't show a single second of that, um, the C3, but PlayStation VR, it's a definite. That yeah, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Not Forza, but. A racing GT, game. Yeah. It will come. Alright, Car Guy Chris, thoughts on Forza? See, Forza, I, I have played a couple Forzas. Um, looked beautiful, not my type of game. Um, only reason being, I do not like um, that type of simulation. Now, I love car games. Um, I build cars, I race in real life. Um, I mean, I, I like being able to build a car from the ground up. Um, like in Need for Speed, you get a stock car, you build it from the ground up. Uh, I think it was Forza Horizons, you could do the same thing. Um, I'm not into like the NASCAR or the indie like simulation. Not to say that it isn't cool. Um, I'm just more into the actual building of the car, um, doing it yourself, that type of gameplay, and then actually being able to go out there and drive it. Uh, that's what I like. Nice. Just one quick thing about what Chris said. I don't know if they showed it at E3. Or not, I, but I recently saw a video of Horizons 2 as well. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's 2. Might be uh, 3, but, actually. But what's that? I feel like I heard... You know what? No, I'm thinking... I'm sorry. I'm thinking of The Crew 2. Yep. I just got it mixed up. Okay. That's my cup of tea. I love The Crew 1. That's All exactly right. my thing. I do it in real life. <laughs> I like doing it in the games with the cars that I can't buy. <laughs> All right. Next game up. I'm going to throw this one in reverse order because I know Chris is the Dragon Ball guy. So I'll just say <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z fighting game. Um, Dave and Brooks, we played that old-ass uh, Dragon Ball GT game on, like, original PlayStation. And you had to get, like, the Japanese uh, break CD, <laughs> like, yeah. you play off-region games on your system Yeah, and to uh, play it. Uh, yeah, exactly. But even then, like, I think... This is another game where it's easy to show off the graphics and how much they can put into it because it's a cartoon. So it's almost like the Capcom vs. Marvel games where they can just throw as much shit at the wall as they want and it looks awesome. Um, if this game is... I think it's a sequel to another very similar game that came out a few years ago. Bud it's not. it's Budokai style. Um, Budokai Tenkaichi. Well, I mean, Budokai was like uh, 3D, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's the same Tekken style. Um, not Buda, not the third one. The third one you flew around a little bit, but when you actually fought, it was more the Tekken style. 
Um, I mean, this is going back to some of the original Dragon Ball Z games. It's all it's always been Attack and Style until Budokai Tenkaichi Three, and then they came out with uh, the Xenoverse. Um, I love Xenoverse because I like the open world. I like to create your own character. I like going through the actual Dragon Ball Z timeline. I mean, I still watch Dragon Ball Super to this day in Japanese, um, but I'm not a big fan of the linear. Something about Xenoverse didn't really click. Uh, just the way that they did the the timeline thing, because you're helping save the timeline, and something didn't click well with me. Uh, but the game was still good. Uh, this, see, I'm not big into the Tekken style fight, but it's Dragon Ball Z. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna play it multiple times in a row. I'm gonna go ham. Um, that's kill her. It's that. I mean. I, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the Tekken style, uh, but the graphics looked amazing. Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, some of the gameplay, I mean, he goes Super Saiyan 3, launches the Kamehameha. Uh, it's actually spiraling, and you can see the effect on the ground where the, the pieces of uh, rubble are actually moving because of the power of it. Um, it just looks good, just those subtle things that they actually added into this game, which you're just not blowing up the mountain, uh, which made it look very very good to me yeah and i agree with everything you're saying i'm just not into fighting games like at all um again like even mortal Kombat, which i always used to love playing all i would want to do is see all the fatalities yeah it's another game i'll watch someone else play i'm just terrible at fighting games so i cannot get into them because it's just the same thing over and over again it's but, just uh, button smashing button <laughs> yeah. smashing and knowing which ones to smash and to me that's not fun like doing that like i would yeah. want to learn the moves to put the combos together but I, I just can't do it how about you dave uh i agree i really do not like fighting games um uh we used to play dead or alive when you first got i think xbox 360 yeah that was like the only fighting game I ever put time into, but that was because I think it was like the only game we had over here. <laughs> yeah, hot shots. Um, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoy some animes and I uh, enjoy Dragon Ball Z. At least I used to a lot. I, I haven't watched it at all recently. Um, but so I like the universe. Like you said, it looks really great visually, and I think they always do a good job putting together the actual uh, gameplay mechanics, but. I didn't really look too far into this one. Real, yeah. real quick, if yeah, you if you've seen Dragon Ball Z before, basically the new Dragon Ball Super series, everything is like redone. Um, there's no, they don't. I mean, he still goes Super Saiyan, but it's rare. Um, basically, everything that happened was for nothing because you can only get so powerful. You can get as strong as you want. You'll never touch the tier that they're on now. It's they use God Key, um, and. So basically everything that they did before was for nothing. They have to completely start at the bottom with this god key. Uh, but it's actually good. Alright. Cool. Brooks? Yeah, um, like like Dave said, growing up, Joel and Dave loved watching Dragon Ball Z Like after school when we got home. So by default, I checked it out a little bit and saw a few episodes. Was never, I've never really been into anime. I've kind of recently got into some movies, but... I mean, I know a little bit about the Dragon Ball Z universe, so that would be, like, my only interest in it. But, yeah, I was going to say it seemed like, like a Street Fighter game almost. Yep. but Which yeah. I don't, I'm not against. I'm not against uh, Street Fighter games or Tekken games. They're pretty arcadey, but I like them. But the people are really, really good at it. They're, like, impossible to beat. So. Oh, yeah. And if there's, like, some story orientation to the way they get through the fighting and stuff, I mean, I might be interested in checking it out. All right. 
Well, next up we got a game I've been hearing a lot about on PC. Um, actually, I don't know if anyone listens to the podcast DLC, but they've been talking about this recently. It's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Do they pay you for that bump? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> it just it happens to be a show I listen to. Uh, okay. Shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, this Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's basically a hundred-player shooter, but not necessarily shooter. I think you can kill people without guns. Oh yeah. Um, hundred players, you get dropped in like Hunger, Hunger Game styles or uh, the Japanese version um, that I, I knew the title, and for some reason I can't think of right now. Uh, and the map slowly gets smaller and smaller until there's one winner left uh, left at the end. And the, I, from what I hear, the cool thing is if you die first, say you're the first out of 100 to die, you don't got to sit there and watch the rest of the thing. You can immediately jump into another game. So uh, it's at least innovative. Um, not really my style of game, but it's something I can see myself watching someone else play just to like... That survival aspect. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not very much my cup of tea, but I think it could be cool. I mean, I don't really know much about it. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you know anything about it? Yeah, um, so I wish I waited for this to come out on PC, <laughs> but uh, originally how it got started is people started playing this game mode on H1Z1 called King of the Kill, where yep. it's the, literally the exact same game. Everything about it. Yep. Um, this is, this uh, modder, the guy, his name, I believe, is Player Unknown. He's the one, he made a mod originally where it was his version of the game, H1Z1 King of the Kill, when he made a standalone game. And it's basically, if you took H1Z1 King of the Kill and you gave it all the features that everybody's asked for and paid for, <laughs> um, <laughs> then it would be this game. So basically, it's a way better version of it. I don't own this one. A bunch of my friends play it I'm every sure Jello day. plays it, right? What's that? I'm sure Jello plays it. Yeah, Scott, all those guys. Yeah. So they all play it. Um, it's basically, like I said, a really upgraded version of H1Z1 King of the Kill. Uh, it's a ton of fun to play. At least H1Z1, like I said, it's so similar. And you can have, like, a group of four people, and slowly the map closes in around you with gas. So, like you said, Hunger Game style, you fight it out, but it forces you slowly to the middle of the map where you all... So you can't just sit in the corner of the map and hide out. Um, it's yeah. got incredible reviews. Everybody seems to love it. And I'm sure just being on console alone is going to help it blow up, especially with now they're starting to do cross-platform play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... It's cool. I mean, yeah. you just you just basically run around the map and you get upgrades for your guns and stuff, and you just try to get the best gear and make it last. It's, yeah, a vlogger I watch on YouTube actually plays it. I've seen him play it a lot. It is honestly a lot of fun for if you're looking for a multiplayer game to play. It looks really good. My biggest beef is it's exclusive. I might have to buy an Xbox because for that game. Yeah, oh yeah, you can, okay. oh, you can yeah. play it on PC. I, I can't touch a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm the same way. So you can buy a controller for a PC. I, I, I just got a new laptop. I don't know if it'll <laughs> run it, but I, I might do that because I, there's a couple games that I'm actually going to buy on the Steam store. Yeah, just yeah. about any game you get on Steam, you can just buy an Xbox or a PlayStation controller and plug it in. Yeah, that's actually what there's I just every did. game has it. I just bought uh, the original Ori 
in the blind forest yeah. for steam so i think i'm, I'm literally play. playing that as we speak nice <laughs> <laughs> uh but that movie the japanese version of hunger games is battle royale yeah that's cool yeah all right next up is a sequel i never played the original act honestly i never even heard of it but i know a lot of people have a zombie game called state of decay 2 uh, I don't really have much to say about this one, so I'll go ahead and give it to Brooks. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a zombie game. Um, it's got more of a real, realistic aspect to it, which I like. Definitely like games with a lot more realism to them than, than not so much. But this is a cool game. I'm, it's got like a teamwork aspect to it, so I'm pretty sure you can play it like multiplayer online. I'm not sure if you can do split screen, but I love games like that where you can cooperate with people online and play like a good story mode and. Like I said, the realism is a big selling point for me. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Uh, I never played the original one. I've seen Brooks play it. I really I have no idea, to be totally honest. Yeah. And I think like it, it's gonna I think Sony outshone it with uh, one of the games in their presentation that we'll get to, but what do you think, Chris? I've never heard of it. Um <laughs> I honestly I think that this is one of the ones that I skipped because I never heard of it and Fair enough. It wasn't really Alright. <laughs> Let's move on to Ashen, which I want to kick this in reverse order again because, Chris, you were talking to me about this before we started. Uh, Ashen is this really cool-looking game with a unique art style where the faces are blank. Uh, you were telling me it's like a rip-off of Dark Souls. It is literally <laughs> a rip-off of Dark Souls 3. I mean, they, Ashen, the, the character, your character in Dark Souls 3 is the Ashen. When they got the... Uh, I forget his name, the king boss where he has the gold bracelets. I mean, they literally showed him, exactly him, crawling his way up the ground in this game. Like, I mean, they showed uh, the giant boss that you fight. I mean, it was literally, I mean... It's, pitch for pitch. Yeah, it's dead on, but with arcade style graphics. It's dead on. and <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. I thought it looked cool. Because at first, I never played any of the Souls games, and... I hear they're insanely hard, so I never will. Yep, you'll break TV. <laughs> but uh, I just I like the cool graphical style here. Some of the ideas. It's more like a Zelda type three D uh, third person adventure game. So look cool to me. I guess Witcher is kind of that kind of style too. But yeah, I don't know. Look cool to me. But you're saying it might just be a ripoff. Uh, so I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, there's multiple points where it's way too. Uh, too too close of a call and relevant to um, Dark Souls 3. Kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, not to say I wouldn't play it. I'd play it. Uh, anything Dark Souls related or even Dark, Dark Souls-esque, I'll play. Um, cool. Dave? Yeah. Um, I think agree that it looks beautiful. I think it's one of the coolest graphic styles and best done that I saw. Um, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying with, like, the term Ashen and the boss and all, but I, I, re- I just, I don't think the gameplay's gonna end up being anything like Dark Souls. I think it'll probably, it, like you said, Bob, more of a uh, third-person just adventure action game. I mean, maybe, you know, like, I'm, like, how de- based uh, Dark Souls is on depth and replay and... Yeah. I don't uh, think. But I'll, also, they didn't really say anything, so true. there's nothing really to go off of. That's fair. I agree with you. I definitely think that it's not going to be the style of gameplay, but I definitely feel like they stole some ideas on that one. Not calling anybody out, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes that's a good thing. You can steal and improve. I mean, we'll see. There's ripoffs that are good and ripoffs that are just ripoffs. So time will tell. But Brooks, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, to touch on that ripoff, I mean, there's <laughs> the, in the video game world, there's a lot of games that are similar to others, but add different aspects and stuff. So, I mean, how many really, people are going to rip off Breath of the Wild in the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could say, like, first-person shooters rip off each other, but anyway, I mean, yeah, the, the art style looks cool. It's more of, like, one of those, like, comic booky looking anime-ish kind of art styles, which is cool. Seems like the kind of RPG fighting game, which I've never really gotten into. I've gotten into a couple of them, but just don't... I've just never gotten into those kind of games where you really have to, like, uh, like build. I don't know if it's like that, but if you have to build up your skills and all that stuff. I've never really been into RPG kind of games, but yeah. I mean, I guess if it's if it's what you're into, it could it could potentially be a good game to play through. Absolutely. All right. Um, next up, we talked about it a little bit, and there really was no gameplay to this trailer, but they announced the sequel to Ori called The Will of the Wisps, and I didn't need gameplay <laughs> to get excited. Um, the only, like I just said, I just bought it on Steam because of this trailer, where I'm like, okay, if they're coming out with a sequel, I gotta at least play the original. I think I talked about on our first episode of the video game podcast that I went in the GameStop one time when my wife was shopping for clothes, and I just like, alright, I'll try this Xbox One demo, Ori. I just couldn't put it down. Loved everything about the game. Uh, got through the the fucking sample or whatever I I have terrible mental blocks when we do these things but, uh, uh, demo I played through the demo and was pissed because I'm like no I want to keep going so uh, yeah I'm excited for the sequel even though I haven't really played through too much of the original yeah I mean it's like it's got the graphics look pretty great but yeah, I mean I don't know much about it but it seems like a, like a, I'm a side scroller type game yeah really sure. is that what it is yeah it's like in a way, it's like a side-scrolling, but not, I mean, you can go in all different directions, but it's just yeah. got awesome graphic style. It's almost like a throwback, but just enhanced. I like the RPG elements where you can level up and then pick which things you want to upgrade. You know, it's it's cool. I, I, yeah, I like sure. a lot of stuff about it. A lot of people are, like, really into that genre, and the, the graphics in the trailer look awesome to me. Yeah. Dave, I know you love it. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great game. The original, that is. Uh, it's like I said, I'm literally playing it as we speak. Um, it's it's sort of, uh, I don't know if you know the term, like Metroidvania, where yeah. it's um, it's like uh, sort of open world area. You do some backtracking after you, as you like increase your character skills or whatever to allow you to access different areas and secrets and stuff. Um, but uh, the art style is amazing. People love the music for it. Yeah, the music is um, great. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. Um, the it looks beautiful. Um, just not my type of game. The only really game that I played that I liked that's that side scroller type. Um, anything recent was um Dust, Elysian Trail. Um, that was good. Um. I've never played it. I've never heard of it. So don't get me wrong. It could be good. Um, just something that I ha- I am not too interested mm-hmm. in. But the the graphics and the way that the trailer looked, uh, just the way that the game flows is beautiful. Um, beautiful world. It's like the only Xbox exclusive that has me jealous to not have an Xbox. But I got it on Steam, so fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is... 
the Darwin Project, which had a really cool trailer before it got to the gameplay elements. I like really loved the CGI movie type thing that they showed. But then once the actual gameplay footage came up, I lost interest a bit. Again, cool graphic style. It's just like uh, another one of these online only. It seems like there's not really a single player mode, which that's what I'm really all about. It's more just like a go online, get on a map, try to kill each other. Yeah, looks cool. Like I might watch somebody play it, but I'll probably never play it myself. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it looks cool, but I'm not too much into it. It's just like, I'm not really like into that style of game, but it looks all right to me. I mean, there's not much, I didn't get much information from what I saw on it. Uh, I uh, I like those like arena style things, and I think it's it's going back to uh, player unknown battleground. I think that's the style of gameplay it's going to be. It's going to be a bunch of people. It's an arena online action game, and um, like you said, Bob, I thought the trailer was really cool. I thought the gameplay was cool. I thought the guy coming out and announcing a fake match was pretty stupid. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, but the fact that it seems like you have like, like some form of powers and the Darwin theory said it's probably going to be like, I don't know, you're probably like captives in a jail because the guy was wearing a jail jumpsuit. Right. And um, they probably are just like enhancing people and putting them to fight each other. Test like that's it. my guess for the basis. Yeah, um, I think it could be a lot of fun if it's, you know, it's, there's, there's probably going to be like 30 people in a match and you get to pick a class when that cloaks or whatever. I mean, I, this is all just me guessing. I just mean, yeah, I, I think it seems pretty cool. Sounds really cool. Unfortunately, I don't think that I actually seen this. So <laughs> that's all right. It seems like it's going for that Overwatch thing where each character is like has its own play mode. So it could have replayability, replayability in that sense, too. Um, all right, let's move on to Black Desert. This is a MMO RPG that I think was a PC game. It's being ported over. Finally, um, did nothing for me. I had looked generic and uninteresting, but to each their own. Yeah, I mean, it's it seemed like like a Final Fantasy yes type fighting game, but uh, I mean, it, the graphics looked good to me. But I've never really played like any kind of Final Fantasy game or that type of fighting game but um, if it's what you're into I'd probably be a good game I don't know much like how they work or anything but um, I mean it could be interesting Um, it came out a long time ago for PC Uh, it's got like a super super in-depth character creation thing which people made a big deal about uh, I just Korean. I believe it's Korean MMOs don't really appeal to me. It's more about making your character look cool and acting like you're married to somebody online. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I can and, do that. but it's. I've heard it's super, super in depth, especially with like the economy and everything. And it's a very. It's it's not a game for like. Uh, non-hardcore MMO players or yeah. RPG players. Yeah. It's just supposed to be a lot to it. But, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, it looks cool, but not my cup of tea. Um, 
I mean, I play games that are kind of similar, um, that type of MMO, uh, Japanese-y, Korean-y style, uh, like Nier Ultimata, I guess can be, can, it's not an MMO, but it's that different type of style, but it just, it didn't appeal to me. Yeah, alright, let's move on to an indie type game that I thought looked really, really cool. It had like super awesome graphics, but it was all pixels. It's called The, the Last Night, and um, yeah, this looks like an innovative indie game, kind of like Inside, where side-scroller, cool graphic style, hopefully cool gameplay. thought the trailer looked awesome. I definitely want to play it. Yeah, it definitely, it's got like that futurism to it, and almost like an anime-ish kind of art style. Um, I didn't, I actually didn't even know it was a side-scroller, but... I think so. I mean, I don't know 100%, but... Yeah. yeah I don't really say anything. I don't know what story is going to be like or anything like that, but it, it definitely had a cool art style. It looks kind of like Blade Runner-esque, too. Yeah, like, uh... I think it's probably going to end up being, um... It's an, adventure, it's an adventure game where there's no real... I mean, there's gameplay, but it's not... You're just following the story and making, I think, the choices and whatnot. I don't, I really doubt that it's going to end up being, uh, like, a side-scrolling shooter or anything like that. Okay, then I want to play it even more. See, yeah. I, I started this trailer, and it just, that's not my type of game, so honestly, I skipped it. That's fair. <laughs> hey. Uh, one we can really skip over real quick, The Artful Escape. I mean, it's any game coming to a, I think it's just coming out everywhere, um... Look again like a cool graphical style, like almost like paper dolls uh, come to life. And um, yeah, it was weird. Like they had a guitar. I don't. Yeah, I no, that that yeah, that completely See? fell flat on its face for me. I I don't know if I'd buy it for a dollar. <laughs> it's a game I would kind of be interested in checking out, but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, all right, Sea of Thieves. This is a game that's been kind of batted around a long time. It finally seems like it's going to be coming out soon. I think they announced it for the end of the year. Which, by the way, October, November of this year is just going to be insane. But uh, yeah. Sea of Thieves, it's got a real cartoony graphical style. I do not see the appeal here. Uh, I even saw a little bit of the gameplay. did absolutely nothing for me. Uh, I don't know. Brooks, what do you think? I See, I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, I like the concept of it. Like, open seas, adventure, be a pirate, and I don't know how in-depth it is or what you can really do in it, but I kind of like that aspect of it. I like like I like that uh, the Assassin's Creed game when you were a pirate. I don't know if it's going to be anything like that, but I like the thought of being like on the open seas and you can be a pirate and take shit over and whatnot. All right. Dave? I think it looks incredible. Um, All right. It is the, it's a shared world. It's not an MMO. You make your character. Yeah, convince me why I should change my mind. What's that? Convince me to change my mind. Yep. So, uh, you make your pirate, and like you have your whatever world map. There's different like um, outposts and whatnot, and you literally just you take you take your ship. Sound effects. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you take your ship and. Uh, you literally just go out searching for treasure and or looking for other pirates to kill and take their treasure or I mean it's just giant world you literally get a treasure map and you have to figure out where 
the island is by look. Like, it'll show you a picture, and you got to figure it out. Like, there's no hint. Well, I mean, there might be, like, a riddle or something. So you have to, that's why you team up with people. And literally, when you're sailing on your boat, there's a person steering. You have to literally have someone pull the cord to raise or lower a sail, or someone on the lookout tower with a telescope looking for the island, or there's one, like, each person has to individually man a cannon. You have to run down and grab a cannonball, put it in the cannon, and fire it. And, like, uh, it's not going to be, like, super intense, but it takes coordination. Like, you need a bunch of people in a boat, and everybody's going to have to have a certain job. Like, okay, okay. I think it looks uh, incredible. If you have, if you just get time to sit down and really watch one of the gameplay walkthroughs, just check it out. Because right, maybe I will. It's you upgrade your gear, like an MMO, where you can find, like, legendary chests, and they have better gear in it, or whatever. I love yeah. uh, legendary chests, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it sounds... Oh, shit, what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, yeah, it's my number one game of show now after that appeal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, yeah, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. It sounds a lot like um, uh, that Star Trek Bridge Crew VR game where everyone has their own job and they got to work together. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that. It looks dope, um, but unfortunately, I am not a fan of the fighting pirate ships. Uh, the same reason I wasn't a huge fan of Assassin's Creed 4, or Black Flag, it was Black Flag. Um, it just, I don't know. Uh, I wish that I liked it because this game looks amazing. Um, the aspects of it do sound very, very appealing to me. Uh, but I... I I don't know. The pirates don't get like me going. I like Assassin's Creed pirate stuff either. Yeah, I wasn't a Just fan of... Just the boot fighting. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it literally, to me, it looks exactly the same, and I'm getting the same type of feeling from it, so it's it's kind of falling off for me. I wish that I liked that type of stuff. Uh, I mean, just pirates in general. It's not like a lot of kids like pirates are. Like, no. Nah, I'm good. Shit. Not my cup of tea. I can't even get into Jake and the Neverland Pirates. <laughs> The only thing is, like, so like I said, with the, each individual person, like, you have three people. If you have a big enough ship on three different cannons and, like, you hit the other player's ship, a hole blows in the wall of the ship. And you have to, have to send someone down to plug it and then try to drain the water. Or you can literally jump in the cannon because it is a little cartoony. It's not, like, super serious. And they'll shoot you over in the cannon to try to land on the other player's ship or swing on a rope to try to jump on and board it or swim underneath and climb up the side. And they don't—they might not even know you're there. You can just be walking around their ship and picking people off because the chaos of what's going on. Yeah, it's not cool. like Assassin's Creed where there's this big visual aspect of boarding the ship and you know what's going on. It's just everyone has a job and they can do whatever they want with it or whatever they don't want. Just to interject there real quick, just on the opposite end of that, like like I said, I like that Assassin's Creed game where it was open world and you had to upgrade your ship. And the, the boat fighting was a little annoying, but, I mean, you, as long as you were strong enough, you could fight ships. But if you weren't strong enough, you'd get owned by a powerful ship. But, I mean, it had the basic aspects of an Assassin's Creed game, but I liked that it was open world. You could go anywhere on your boat. You could take over anything as long as you were powerful enough, but... So that's what I'm looking forward to in this game, Sea of Thieves. I, I hope it's 
pretty similar and from the sounds of what Dave said it, it's cool with some cartoony aspects but it's not super serious yeah alright well last Microsoft game and then we'll give them a grade uh, Code Vein this is a game that uh, is completely not for me fantasy RPG third person I, I, I'm a, I never played Dark Souls but it, I assume it's kind of Dark Souls-esque in no, style not even nope uh, okay, uh, Ninja Gaiden? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you go. I got it finally. Uh, yeah, it did nothing for me, but I know, Chris, let's go in reverse order. You thought it looked really cool. I thought it looked really cool. Um, I recently picked up the Nier Ultimata game um, because I, ever since I had a PS1 and a PS2, I did like these types of games. Um, Nier Ultimata, the whole, I don't like how it shifts views randomly on me um and code vein seems more uh i don't know the 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 combat almost seems more like dot hack gu-ish if anybody's ever played that to me it sort of seems like that um just a lot better uh definitely i'm 90 percent sure i'm gonna pick this up uh definitely look cool I think it looked really good um, in that aspect. I, I haven't played much many games like that. I used to really love those fantasy JRPGs, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I pick it up just to try out a new one. But it's like you said, it's it hasn't been my cup of tea as of late. Yeah, I'm, I'm on kind of the same wavelength there, where it's not the type of game I've played ever really before, but. From the trailer I saw, the graphics looked really good, and, um, I mean, the fighting style, it looked, I don't know, you had, like, a huge sword like you did in Final Fantasy, and that type of stuff, but maybe the story will be awesome. I mean, the graphics are definitely great, so the potential's there. Yeah, it has potential. It all depends on how it plays out, if it's actually good. Yeah. All right, so let's give Microsoft a grade. I'll kick it off with... uh Sorry, Microsoft, I'm giving you a C+. I think they definitely had some cool stuff. There's impressive elements to the system that they're launching with the X, but I was a little disappointed with that, as we mentioned. And a lot of these games are not exclusive, so a lot of the best ones are going to be out for for uh, PlayStation 4 and PC. So, I don't know. I think there's definitely good stuff here, but was probably my least favorite of all the press conferences. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B. Um, it's kind of middle of the road. Like, I think the backwards compatibility, the free uh, free 4K updates are a pretty good selling point. Um, definitely looking forward to, like, Forza and really experiencing those, like, good graphics and the, the high power of the system. I'm probably going to try to get, as long as they come out with, like, a nice wheel, a steering wheel to play, like, some good racing games. And... Uh, I'm just looking forward to, like, um, I think Sony put this out, but The Way Out, I'm pretty sure that's on Xbox, too. I'm looking forward to cool new games with great graphics and definitely a lot of storage because, like, with the way games work, when you have to download everything for them and stuff, yeah. Yeah. you definitely need a lot of storage. Cool. Dave? Uh, I'm going to agree with that grade of B. Um, I think the Xbox One X will be very good when it you know, there's more software. Uh, that's a new system, though. And but also, like you said, not much for exclusivity. Uh, um, uh, let's 
about it, really. I agree with everything that everybody said. Um, I, I'd give it a B. Um, I do like the step that they took towards the future with the One X. Um, for me, I, I just think that the console's just a paved stone um, to something that's going to be very good. Um, a lot of the games that they did show do look good, um, but definitely not a lot of exclusives. They're they're losing on that category. Um, the whole exclusive thing's just for money, but they are losing in that category. But I think exclusives are kind of slowly getting less and less important. Yeah. But it's, as we'll get to right now, Sony uh, still knocking out of the park in that department. So yeah, let's get to Sony. Um, before we get into their games, the only thing they announced that was not like game related was the PlayLink, which I didn't really hear much about other than it's going to involve your phone somehow and try to get more people into video games. Does anyone else have any idea? Doesn't it connect the mobile phones? Yeah. With the- yeah, I mean it's like a way to use like your smartphone as like a controller. From yeah. the trailer that I saw, it seems like. The way they were pushing it in the trailer was like trivia games and stuff like that, and maybe like I don't know if Sony even has these games, but like a Mario Party or stuff like that. I think it would be cool for, yeah, but where I don't can, know how effective it'll be. Kind of like the PlayStation Move. I don't think that really went anywhere. So yeah. we'll see what they can really do with it. I, I think it's I think it's something that um I think that you can actually like play like the very simple games on your phone that are still you can play it on the PlayStation. I think that's all that it was. Yeah, I mean I might check it out. I can get into casual gaming every once in a while. Mm. I forgot to mention about Microsoft. One last thing was their conference itself, the way it was presented. Uh, I said we were going to do this, and I immediately forgot. But uh, theirs was the longest by far, an yeah. hour and a half. And this was, I feel like, the worst present presentation-wise, where they had someone come out, say three sentences awkwardly, and then show footage. And I just felt like it was pretty clumsy. Yeah, that's like what I was talking about with the way I hate the format of these press conferences. How they have somebody come out with some music, and then they'll say, like you said, awkwardly a few lines, and then here's the trailer or. Yeah. But I had seen, I had seen some something online about like a rape joke they had on during one of their game demonstrations, which I don't know. People kind of ran with it, but mm-hmm. I thought it was cool how they had the, uh, they unveiled the Porsche on their uh, Forza presentation. That was like a never before seen thing. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't. It was pretty much standard press conference to me. But Sony, on the other hand, I thought their press conference was. The tits. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, they basically just did a Nintendo style where it's more just like a whole presentation where it's just video after video and the stage around it, like, kind of, they did all this stuff that obviously cost them a lot of money to kind of, <laughs> like, really immerse the people that were in attendance. So I thought they, Sony really kind of changed the game in a way. Yeah, it was cool. They had, like, what, what they did with the screens. I'm sure it was pretty cool to be there live. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool that they just do video after video rather than trying to put it and have somebody come out and say stuff like they're changing the world and then play a trailer. And it's kind of whack. Yeah. But I, th- I thought the way Sony did it was great. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to Sony's games. First up, they came out of the gates with one that's not too far away. It's... Originally started as DLC for Uncharted 4, but they said they developed it so much that it's getting its own game. It's Uncharted The Lost Legacy, following the side characters Chloe and Nadine. Uh, Uncharted 4 was the first game I played back when I first got the PS4, and it came with the system, and I absolutely loved it. 
I'm immediately all in on Naughty Dog games in general, and this is another version or another installment in this franchise. Looks just as creative and awesome graphically and gameplay wise as Uncharted 4, so I'm definitely buying this game and really excited to play it. Yeah, I've never had like a next gen PS system, PS3 or 4, but I have played, I think it was Uncharted, probably Uncharted 4 at my buddy's house, but. I've known about each of the games and series, and I've always liked the way the stories worked and well, how they seem to have worked, and I'm very interested in that kind of like, so it's like a Da Vinci Code kind of thing, or, but there's realism to it. I'm big on realism when you can spin it, if you can spin it a certain way or not or whatever, but I'm big on realism, but I've always been very interested in their stories, and uh, I think this one's not going to disappoint. I just real quick love how creative they are in their gameplay like you are literally like climbing up stuff and they'll have like stuff interacting with you at a very cinematic level where the bridge you're running on falls apart and you're actually playing it it's like cutscene quality shit that you're playing with uh, the controls and stuff so like it's almost like a movie come to life in the best way yeah I love stuff like that the only times I start to not like things like that is when it like it's repetitive. It like makes it very one way. There's no, there's no flexibility. You have to do things one certain way, and because it's so cutscene-ish. See, I kind of prefer that. That's <laughs> why I never liked Uncharted. I'm a PS, I'm a PlayStation guy, and I could not get into these games. I mean, at all. Well, I put it on a low enough difficulty setting where I never have to do it again. So. Yeah. Dave, what is your take? Have you played any Uncharted games? Never played one. I've heard they're good. But I don't really have it. too much input towards that. You would love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I believe it. I mean, I think they seem awesome. I just I've yeah. never played it. Yeah, you're Team Xbox over there, you guys, and we're Team Sony over here. So. Yeah, I've always owned Playstations and stuff. I just, at this current time, don't. I like Playstation a lot. Yeah, at the start of things, I was huge on Playstation 2 and not really Xbox, but it definitely changed since then. Yeah. As far as next-gen goes, anyway. Yeah. Alright, next up, let's go to the zombie game that's going to put State of Decay 2 in the morgue. <laughs> um, it's called Days Gone, and this really, I feel like was one of the biggest surprises of the entire E3. Uh, just, it looked very Uncharted-esque, actually, in its gameplay, where it's, there's quick time ga- uh, elements, like God of War introduced a long time ago, but really well done. Again, it, sh- it was very cinematic and gave you the creative gameplay options like the guy gets tripped off his motorbike kills these two guys is stealthily climbing down it's like a zombie game where it looked like the walking dead a lot yeah where the humans are the real enemies but he's creeping around picks up a bear trap throws it into the bushes throws a rock over near it so they go investigate guy gets his leg chomped he runs around this base camp where all these bad guys are sitting then he notices his buddies being held captive by all these guys in this fortress. But there's a horde of zombies, like, ten feet by the <laughs> river. And he, like, busts them open so they all attack. Like, it just looks really cinematic and creative. And similar to Uncharted, I thought it looked awesome. Definitely a game I want to check out. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably check it out. It's I, I thought the graphics looked great, and I like that they did a gameplay trailer rather than some cinematic. Yes. It's not going to look like that, but I, I like the looks of it. Um, I have a few dislikes about it. I mean, 
I like I said, I'm a realism guy. It's a big selling point for me, and zombies I just ain't real. like what's that? Zombies ain't real. Well, obviously, I just don't like the whole one man rogue army. You can defeat anything. I mean, it's just like, like, like you were saying in the in the preview, he sneaks down, but like he's literally crouching and crawling, <laughs> like doing a lot of games, and he's walking four feet near these people, and they don't know he's there at all, sure. and then grabs a bear trap, puts it down, runs into a bush, throws a rock, like it just. I mean, it's just very like, I don't know. It's it doesn't seem pot like he's. When he crawled down towards those people to see all that, he was four or five feet away from them. Fair. No way that, that you know, person wouldn't notice that or whatever. I just, True. it's kind of gotten old on me. A lot of games have done that type of thing. But like I said, the graphics are great. I think the story mode will probably be awesome. So I think I would, in the end, I'd probably end up liking it. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn does that too. Like, if as long as you're crouching in the bushes, they cannot see you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It, to me... I th- at first, I thought it was going to be The Last of Us 2 when the trailer first started. I thought yeah. it was going to be this huge surprise, but still. Uh, Dave? Um, so, wait. You, you've seen The Last of Us 2 trailer before, right? No. Oh, so last E3, Last of Us 2 was there. Oh, okay. They announced it. When you said surprise, I didn't know if you meant you'd never... You didn't know it was going like to Like a gameplay no. trailer... Yeah, I no, know it's, it's all good. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, uh, this showed this at last E3 as well. Um, a yeah, pretty uh, cool section of gameplay, but it was more just all zombies. It's basically him running around this like sawmill, uh, mill, and there's like thousands of zombies chasing after him, and he eventually gets like funneled into a certain spot. But um, I think it looks really cool. Uh, I think those mechanics look really neat. Like you said, luring the zombies away or using them to attack other people, but there's also people are as enemies as well, um, and I'm sure it's going to be open world because of the motorcycle and all. There's going to be different encampments and whatnot. Um, I just hope it's not the exact same thing as every other open world game, like Assassin's Creed, where you just climb up a tower to unlock 17 different sections of the <laughs> yeah. same stupid map every single time, yeah. and then go do the same quest 16 different ways with the same everything but like you said I think it looks really cool and it could be awesome if you can do a bunch of different stuff with the zombies and all the different weapons and having the motorcycle to get around so I mean I've I hope that it's going to be a very good game because it looks cool but I don't know I feel like a lot of these always end up being the same thing yeah I think it looks cool um hopefully the story and the gameplay mechanics um actually pull it together because I want it, and it does look very cool. Um, but I, like everybody said, it's sort of uncharted with um, the linear way you have to do things, and that's not my thing. Um, I like doing things my own way. Um, See, but I don't think it looks linear at all. I, the only thing that I thought was linear is how he blew that up. Like, was that an option, or is that something that you actually yes. have to do? I want to know. Like, I'm sure that. If, if they did it as an option, it's definitely going to be my game. Um, I'm definitely going to have it. But I like I definitely like being able to do things in a multitude of ways. Um, I love, like, the Dishonored series. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you can kill people in so many different ways, and that's what I like. Yeah, that was my one, like, worry right now is that is this the only way you can get, like, that um, fortress down or 
press did, triangle. Do you have to get their zombies? Figure out that their zombies have to do that, or can you like try to sneak in yourself and take it down? Yeah, I really doubt that you'd have to do that. <clears throat> I think they're just trying to show off the mechanics yeah. of the game. I th- I agree. I, I agree. <clears throat> and my only other worry is Uncharted is able to do these kind of things, and for fifteen hours, it's not really feeling repetitive at all. Like they're able to keep it fresh the whole way. But a lot of this stuff, are you going to use the same tricks over and over again? Is it going to get repetitive? So that's another yeah. one of my only worries. Yeah, I'm big on games where there's like multiple options, like the way the new Hitman worked and stuff like that. I'm big on those kind of games where you can do it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next one I want to talk about was the one they closed it out with. And my God, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And, <laughs> and coming into E3... Everyone's saying, "Oh, Spider-Man's going to be game show. Spider-Man's going to be game show." And I'm thinking, I feel like there's been five Spider-Man games in the past ten years that are all basically the same, just a little bit better graphics, a little more open world each time. And I'm like, how much different could it even be? Maybe it'll be even better graphics and better gameplay. But we've seen this game before, and then this trailer hits, and apparently it's a gameplay trailer. If that shit's gameplay. This might be the best game of all time. Yeah, that because <laughs> holy shit! I mean, the, it looked creative, original. Um, just you can see as he's fighting these guys as Spider-Man, like you see L1 button options popping up all over the place. What? So you can just literally like swing your web and connect everything full towards you. Like it just looks like the creativity is endless with uh, the fighting and all that. So. And it looks cinematic as shit. Um, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, I agree. I thought it looked great. And I'm, like I said before, I'm a big fan of when they can actually do gameplay trailers rather than build it up and it doesn't end up looking like that. But, yeah, I thought it looked great. Um, I've always loved the way they do Spider-Man games where you, it's pretty much open world New York City and you can swing around everywhere and do anything you want. But I thought... The, like the web attacks and stuff looked a little cheesy hmm. the way they were doing them like I don't know just the way just hitting people with webs left and right it looked a little cheesy to me but I think like if they can really like build on what they've done before with like an open world New York and not super repetitive missions and fightings I yeah. think it definitely has huge potential I just like that it didn't look like in those other GTA style Spider-Man games it's the actual combat sucked because it was like the same three punch combo over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it, at least it looked cool as far as different style of action. Yeah, it looked. Good. Yeah, I loved like the way the Batman games did combat to a to an extent. Yeah, it so. looked like it was Arkham inspired. Yeah, yeah, I hope they. It definitely is. I think it looked incredible as well. <clears throat> um, like you said, you it's. The first one that you can actually do whatever you seem to want to do fighting-wise. Like, you could shoot the guy's arm with web just to hold him up and then do, I don't know, wrap something else up and pull it towards him. Like how they, towards the end of the gameplay trailer, he grabs the giant, like, construction beam that's on the crane. He pulls it across and hits, like, six people. Yeah. But it seems like you can do that with everything, literally. I think it looks absolutely amazing yeah it seemed like i haven't been that excited about a game for a while it honestly looked like i i don't think this is the case i literally think your options look endless 
But it almost looked like that's the only thing that you could do, just because it seems so natural. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a good way. <laughs> uh, I completely agree with everybody. That I mean, that was one of the best games that was sh- that was showcased um, at this year's E3. Uh, definitely excited for it. Um, took me back to my childhood a little bit. Uh, forget which Spider-Man it was. It was one of the PS2 ones or PS3 maybe. Uh, open world. Um, but uh, Spider-Man 2. I think it was. Yeah, I uh, think so. You started off and you had to go see your professor and that's how it all started. But, uh, I mean, this game, I haven't wanted a Spider-Man game in a while. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm going to get this game. Look very, very, very good. Yeah, agreed. And also the story looked good and the graphics looked pretty incredible. So Yeah, the villain, Mr. Negative or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to another AAA blockbuster trailer for God of War, the uh, PS4 entry in the series. Long time coming. I played the original God of War a little bit and was a big fan. Didn't play the second or third one. But uh, this one has Kratos a little bit older. I think it's his son, right, that he's taken with him, and they kind of have this little dynamic going on. Graphics look insane. Last of Us style. Yeah, graphics look crazy. Uh, I'm excited. I think it looks like the story and gameplay elements, like, goddamn, the scale of that dragon at the end was awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The graphics were sick, and I never played the original, but the trailer definitely caught my eye, just with the cinematic kind of very story modeish. I don't know really how the game plays, but I think if that's like if that's something you've been excited for, that was definitely not disappointing. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I think it looks incredible. I remember you playing the first one. I remember playing with you when I was young. Yeah. Um. That's the only one I played as well, not for any real reason, it just happened to be. But um, visually, it looks incredible. Uh, gameplay looks just as good. It looks a little more or less. I mean, I know it's going to be like a tactical, like uh, not tactical, like um, sort of hack and slashy. But it's not like the old ones where it's just button slamming. It looks right. like it's going to be, you know, a little more skill based than that. Agreed. Uh, definitely agree with you guys. I'm definitely going to get it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of God of War, but I have played them all. Um, they are all very good. Um, my only beef with it was, look, Kratos is known for his two blades that he has. Why are they going to switch it to an axe all of a sudden? Uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're going to get those blades at some point. I, I really hope so, because that's kind of... That, it's kind of iconic for him, um, at least to have those, in my opinion. Um, you see them, you immediately think Kratos mm-hmm. God of War, uh, and I like I the, I like the, I like the fighting style with them. Where, I mean, you I like use the shield, chains, though. all the stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably still going to be good. <laughs> I think, uh, like the old games. I mean, you would get so many different kinds of weapons too, yeah. but. Um, I think the whole point of the axe is that he left, uh, well, like Greece or Rome or whatever. He's not. It's not about. It's not about Greek mythology anymore. It's Norse Norse mythology, right. and I think that axe is going to end up being um, um, it's the same name as the axe that 
Thorgits. I forget what it is. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah, well, Mjolnir's this hammer. There's that, the hammer, or the axe, or whatever that, I I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's, since he's in, it's about, it's going to be more about Norse mythology. It's going to be something to do with that. And I completely forgot about that. That just completely skipped my mind. You're completely right. It is North mythology instead of... Yeah, so I think that's yeah. going to be like a big plot point for the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Because you see him see like that one Greek vase in the trailer and, you know, maybe he'll start finding some of that stuff too, which would be really cool. But I think all the, the weapons and stuff will probably be based off of their gods instead. Yeah, 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 I agree. I didn't even think about that. I also feel like that just like the the name of the game is just God of War. I feel like yeah. they're trying trying to like be like you didn't need to play the older games to get into this one. This one is going to I think they're going to let it kind of stand on its own a little bit to dry, oh, definitely. try to get more people into it like me because I'm definitely interested now even though I haven't played the last few. All right, next up we got one that I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> Chris, I know you disagree, but Detroit Become Human. I, I mean, I loved Heavy Rain. I didn't play Beyond Two Souls, but I'd like to. And I just love this team where it's more of a decision-based, story-driven game with great graphics and, you know, your decisions can really make or break the, the game. If you die, you die for good. Uh, just thought it was a really cool trailer. Uh, had heard a, a little bit about it, but... I really like the idea of, I mean, this is very 2017, where the androids, the idea that they're going to, you know, get uh, aware. Yeah, and just kind of take over. Um, Thought it was a really cool trailer, and I can't wait to play it. Yeah, is this made by the same people that made Heavy Rain? Yeah. Oh, man. Indigar Prophecy was one of my favorite games of all time. Yep, same people. I guess, like, the first one was the heavy rain. But, yeah, I thought, like, the graphics looked great. The story mode didn't really, like, didn't heighten my excitement for it or anything. But I think it definitely be, could be cool if it's if it's the way those games have been. Like you said, decision-making oriented. and um, I think it could be awesome. It's got the potential to be, but we'll see. I mean, it almost reminds me of, like, the environment of, like, Mirror's Edge, where it's very futuristic and... But I think we'll just have to see more on this because I don't. I think the gameplay and the story will really be where it's at. Uh, I agree with you, Bob. I'm super excited. Um, uh, there was a trailer at last year's E3 as well, uh, but from a different character's point of view, he's like a detective, and he's doing like the crime scene investigation, which I'm sure you'll see that in the game too. Um, they like flash a picture of that character in the trailer once or so, but um, I think it looks awesome because it's you know you when you actually control the character, it's not just making decisions and all like you're running around doing all those different things, figuring out the different scannable whatever, and um, I just think it looks super in depth, and I think the story sounds awesome. Yeah, and it seems a little more actiony than some of the other ones. Yeah, it does. It's kind of cool too. Oh, uh, completely not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Completely out of the way for me. Um, looks good. Um, I I understand that type of game, um, but uh, just way not my cup of tea. Uh, I can't get into those types of games. Never could. I live my own life. Uh, 
I make hard decisions in my own life. I don't need to play a game like that. I can play The Witcher 3 and make decisions in that, and it's a whole lot more fun than me. <laughs> See, yeah, like we were talking about before <clears throat> we started, you're all about that action. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously with freaking, uh, what is it? Uh, the game we just mentioned like at least five different times about the Anthem? difficulty. The difficulty. Uh, uh, Dark Souls. Or Neo. Neo, oh yeah. Those are your kind of, And I was saying, if a game had zero action whatsoever, I'm more interested. <laughs> I, action makes me anxious and I can't <laughs> handle it sometimes. <laughs> but uh, next up is Destiny 2. I know this is cross-platform, but I think Sony's got some exclusivity, yes. like a, a, strike, a weapon and a map or something like that. A strike, a PvP map, uh, gear. I think they had something else. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have more, like a Sparrow, another Sparrow again. I just hope that they really expanded this game. Yeah, I never played the first one, but I know that uh, it's Bungie, so I'm sure it's cool. People had some issues with the original, but what do you think? Let's go in reverse. What do you think about the sequel, Chris? Um, I love it. I'm very excited for it. Um, I remember about a year ago I said I'd never touch another Bungie game because they got rid of my Galahorn. Um, I was so pissed when they get rid of all the stuff that you grind for. I mean, thousand plus hours, can't touch any of it. Uh, but I hope that that doesn't happen. Um, I, I'm very excited for Destiny 2. I can't wait to play it. Uh, it seems like the classes are much better, uh, much more rounded. You can, you can use any class for PvP or PvE. Um, it seems like there's something in there for everybody's playstyle. I I'm a huge fan of Destiny. My only beef was they got rid of all my stuff that I spent so yeah. much time doing. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm excited for it to say the least. Dave, um, I was originally excited for number one, and I think they fell on their face with it, and it really disappointed me. Um, I've heard that they improved some, uh, but I never really went back and tried it just because I, I just did not like. It. Um, I get the appeal, and I think it's like, like you said, I'm sure they improved some of it, and people like it a lot. But I just I never really got the will to pick it back up. Maybe Destiny Two will change my mind because it's supposed to be a little more open worldy, not just instanced areas where you could sort of play with other people, See, unless I, you do like raids with your real friends. I hope but, so. Um, there's. There's sort of matchmaking, there sort of isn't, they said. So, I don't know, I just feel like... I just don't think that they're giving enough information to justify me spending money on that game until I actually hear it came out and they actually fixed those things. Yeah, uh, I'm actually surprised to hear that it's PS exclusive because... Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, Bungie made Halo, and they were exclusive. Well, back. It's not it's exclusive. Just, it's like they have stuff. bonus stuff. Yeah, they but uh, I know the first Destiny really split a bunch of people. A lot of people really loved it. A lot of people didn't care for it. Um, I know the people that loved the first one are really excited for this one. I personally have never played it. Um, what? <laughs> no, I just I've never really picked it up. I, I love Halo, but I just never really got the opportunity to even play this dude it's it's really good the only thing that if you get it that you have to go in knowing is you have to have friends who play it because otherwise 
some of the best content. I mean, the raids that take two hours or more, you can't do because you don't have enough people. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that the big thing with this is to let it come out and see what people really think about it because the first one split a lot of people, so we'll see where this one falls. All right, next up we got Call of Duty going back to World War II uh, after getting a little ridiculous with this futuristic stuff of late. But, uh, man, awesome, awesome trailer. Gameplay aside, I mean, that was just a really cool presentation with, like, explosions going off for real in the room. Um, I mean, it is kind of just putting on a higher-definition gloss over the same stuff we've seen from them in the past, but... I like it. I mean, I'll probably play it. I'll check it out for sure. I've read box that. I'm, I'm super excited for this. Like you said, I've called duties that got all futuristic. I was not interested whatsoever, but I love that they're going back to World War II. Their stories never really disappoint. They always throw in great story modes, and a lot of people like it just for the multiplayer, but I'm big on the story mode. So I'm very excited to play a very cool, in-depth World War II story. Um... I think it'll be cool to see a next-gen World War II game, like a real one, finally. But yeah. I just, I Call of Duty's dead for me. I, I don't think I'll buy it. I mean, unless somehow it comes out and is absolutely spectacular. But I just, the multiplayer I haven't liked in a long time. I hate the idea of the, the kill streaks and the how you get, like, points to spend for your character class, and you just basically, I don't know, I just have, I've really lost interest in all the features that they've been putting in their games. Um, but, like you said, I think it looks really cool, and I, I do really, I really have enjoyed going through the um, story modes, just because it's sort of like playing a movie, like, it's just big set pieces, and it's just fun to watch, almost. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it for me. Dave, uh, one of my best gaming memories is when we bought Modern Warfare the day it came out. Literally sat there and played through the whole game in one sitting together. Yep. And then awesome. we were like one of, some of the first people of our friends to really play that multiplayer. Yeah, yep. Before it started becoming this giant phenomenon. Yeah, and I think I traded it in three days later because all I really <laughs> cared about was the, the single player. Yeah, I forgot that we the whole game through that one sitting. Yeah, it was like 10 hours. I'm actually excited for this one. I used to be very, very into Call of Duty. Um, the second that they started this futuristic stuff turned me off completely. Not No, I'm lying. I did like Advanced Warfare. Um, I did like the movement. Uh, a lot of people didn't. That's the only futuristic one that I did. I mean, I got the new one now and all I play is Modern Warfare Remastered. Um, I'm very glad that it's boots on the ground. I swear if I see one person with a jetpack, I'm <laughs> turning the game off. Uh, but I'm very excited for this one. Uh, I think it might help me get back into the series. Um, like you said, uh, I, I'm not into the, oh, you got points, spend it on your character. No, I want to create my class. I want to just be able to go do my thing. Um, I don't. I understand why they implemented it. It's more aspects for people to work for. Uh more things to customize. I understand it, but it never really got me going. Cool. All right, so unfortunately, I think we got to lose Chris here in a minute, but I did want to get your thoughts on the Horizon Zero Dawn downloadable content. That looks good. I hope that it's a big world. Um, I hope that it's a whole new area. Um, I Honestly, I can't go through games more than once um, <laughs> in a row. Uh, 
because I just know everything that's going to happen. So I kind of completely leave the game alone for a while, and then I'll go back to it. Um, and I could definitely go back to Horizon Zero Dawn, and I really want this DLC to... I mean, honestly, I want Horizon Zero Dawn 2, uh, if that makes sense. Um, this is so, like 1.5, and it's coming quick. And I mean, I was surprised. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a big map, a uh, whole new storyline. I mean, close enough that they can do. You know what I mean? I want to... Yeah. I want... It's an awesome game. I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. But uh, before we get out of here, can you give us your top five games of show? Um, top five games, Call of Duty World War II, uh, number five, only because I'm a longtime fan, um, and I do feel like this is hopefully going to get me back into the series. Um, number four would be Spider-Man, beautiful, beautiful game, love the way that it's played out, um, definitely going to be something I'm getting. Uh, number three, of course, is Dragon Ball Z Fighter II, uh, or Fighter Z, uh, definitely... <laughs> can't read my own handwriting, but <laughs> definitely, um, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, uh, definitely gonna get it, uh, I'm gonna love it, it's got Goku in it, so there you go, you got my money, um, number two would be Destiny 2, uh, love Destiny, biggest beef was, um, them taking everything away, but, I mean, that's probably a game that I've put the most playtime in out of any game that I've ever owned, um, just because I had a, a clan and I played with the same six people every day um wonderful game i'm really hoping for something out of it i got a feeling that it's not going to be what i'm hoping for just because they're going to try and stick to exactly how destiny originally was but if they polish it and they do it the right way i mean this could be a really good game number one anthem i'm done talked about it yet, but oh give my, your thoughts man. that is unbelievable looking um basically ea's Fuck you to Destiny. Their their version of Destiny, basically. Um, it's I, a little bit better. Shit, yeah, it does. I it's not the like warlock stuff, but you're in these suits. I mean, it, the graphics, the world, the play. I mean, everything. I here's my money. Take my money. Um, I want that game definitely. Uh, the other games that were just honorable mention, Days Gone looks really good. Code Vein, something I'm probably going to pick up. Metroid Prime 4, they were talking about. We'll uh, get to that shit. Didn't, didn't really say anything about it, just other than that they're doing it. Um, I'm a huge Metroid fan. That is big for me. Um, a Way Out looked really good to me. Um, I don't like how it's only co-op, um, but it's definitely looks like a very, very good game. Um, Need for Speed Payback. I love cars. I like building cars. Seems like you can build the car. I'm hoping. Um, looks really good. They did a new heist mode. Um, not really sure if I'm into that. Uh, I'd rather just race, drag race. Uh, but, you know, if they want to introduce it, that's fine. And then um, another game that I'm pretty excited, it's actually an add-on, but it's Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Um, Dishonored games are very, very good. Supernatural, Assassin, um... Uh, the outsider is the guy who gives everybody their power, um, and the fact that they're going to try and kill him got me very excited. I actually am playing through Dishonored 2 right now because I never got it when it originally came out, and I can say that that game's really good. You got two different characters to play as, and it's definitely fun. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. No problem. We'll see you next week when we review Split on the movie podcast. So oh yeah, I will be. Don't here. worry, guys. You'll hear more from Chris in the next week. Hopefully, I won't have to go meet with my boss in the morning. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs>
All right, so Chris is gone, but the show goes on. Next up for Sony, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Again, fighting game, not too into them. I feel like Injustice 2 kind of makes this obsolete a little bit, but um, I don't know. I'm willing to give it a chance just to because uh, I'm a Marvel guy. But if like if I hear the story's great, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like super into these type of games, but it's cool the mixing of the worlds. I thought it was cool to see Mega Man in the trailer and stuff yeah. like that. But if yeah. you're into that, I think it would probably be definitely worth the play. They need to come out with a next gen Mega Man X. Just saying. They need to come out with the next gen Mega Man Legends. Yeah, I never played that, but uh, you never played the first Mega Man Legends. No. Oh my god, it's incredible. It is an absolute classic, half must play. All right, I will. Um, <laughs> but about uh, Marvel versus Capcom, like you said, not a fan of fighting games. Uh, I like the characters, like Capcom as well as Marvel. But odds are I'm not getting it. Yeah, ex- I'm probably not gonna play it at all. I saw it, and, you know, if a friend had it, I'd mess around with it for like an hour, but that's about it. Yeah, I agree completely with that sentiment. So let's move on to Shadow of the Colossus remake. Dave, you're excited about this. Um, yeah, I never played the original because it was in that dark space of eight years when I didn't play video games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from everything I hear, I got to play it, and now I have no excuse with this uh, incredible, awesome HD version of it. Yeah. Um, it is, I mean, it's the same game, so it's not, it's not going to be, it is incredible. It is top five best games of all time. Crazy. I mean, I I love the way it looked. It is amazing. It's like, there's almost no, uh, dialogue in the game other than, like, reading things. Um, you are a soul individual who, um... I think it's something like you were a sacrifice, and they take you across this this tribe. They don't really get into it. Like I said, there's like no dialogue, so you're really drawing your own conclusions. But the you start out going across this bridge, and you get left there, and basically, I guess the civilization like this place is all walled off because this is where all the colossus are, and it's just this giant open world map. You can find a bunch of different secrets and. But each boss is, like, the level, and you have to figure out how to beat them, and it's not like you just do the same thing over and over. I mean, it is amazing. Yeah, uh, I like the same And it thing. is, and with this remake, it already, I mean, if you went back and played on PlayStation 2 right now, it still looks good, like, because all they're focusing on is really the Colossus, and there's a lot of, like, um, fog, or, like, Motion blur, I guess it is, when you're like spanning the areas, so it's giant open vistas and all, and it still looks good at, as on a PlayStation Two. You know what I mean? So yeah, they, I mean, it is a total remake. They said it is not an HD remaster. It's like Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've never played the original of this, but um, if you're a guy like Dave who says this is one of the best games of all time, I think it's great to give you a remake with updated graphics and from what I saw like like Dave said the vistas the graphics look great in this new trailer yeah for sure and uh, the same team that did Last Guardian and Eco right yeah so it's 
people think that it's the same world. There's no confirmation of that, but people think that they all have links in one way or another. Like it's because each game sort of has the same style. Quiet, yeah. Yeah, very like mysterious and um, very story driven, but like silent, like a silent movie almost. Um, but and like you said, or what Brooks said, I'm sorry. Uh, how they're making this remake of it, and it's uh, like it's just giving a like a generation of people that some of the kids that are going to play haven't weren't even born literally when it yeah. came out. Yeah, Which is real. pretty wild to think to me that there weren't kids. There were kids that are playing games now that weren't born when PlayStation Two was out. But yeah, not that I'm old by any means. I just mean it just makes you feel like you're a little older. Yeah, forty-five. But it is is an old, absolute must play. Especially, I mean, if you have a PlayStation, there's no excuse. All right, I got I'm a PlayStation. <laughs> All right, so uh, the last like regular style game before we get into the VR stuff is um, okay. Monster Hunter World which oh, yeah. um, I will say I've never been into the Monster Hunter games I tried the first one I think like original Playstation or maybe Playstation 2 I was going to say that I remember you bought it that's what got me into it <laughs> and I just did not like it it wasn't what I expected um, it, the games have never really looked that good even I feel like uh, yeah but, they don't but man, this was a hell of a trailer. Um, graphics, huge upgrade. I will never play this, even as cool as it looked, because I get anxiety just from watching this trailer, where you're running <laughs> away from this goddamn huge dinosaur. And uh, nope, not gonna do it. I probably will watch Twitch, uh, watch somebody else play though. I was gonna mention that dinosaur too, but I'll let Brooks get first. Yeah, it's it's not the type of game I'm into. I've never played any of it. Um, I probably won't play this, but. I will say the graphics look cool. The dinosaurs look pretty epic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're into it and you're into the series, I think you'd probably like it. Um, I absolutely loved the first one a lot. Um, when I had the Wii U, I had bought the newest one and tried it out. And it was like, I mean, the same style of game. And I love the fact that it's skill progression, not grind progression. So basically... The only way to get better gear and fight harder monsters is to get better at the game itself. Oh, wow. That's, but, that's pretty cool. Yes, because you can't beat the monster at all. If It doesn't matter how good your gear is. I mean, it does. It helps. But you have to be skillful enough to use it. Um, but anyway, I picked this new one up, and I try it out, and it is like five times more complicated. There's a hundred different traps you can make, lures all kinds of crazy stuff so you can set a trap hide in a bush put bait out and just wait for this dragon or whatever to land and go for it and then you have to ambush him um so i hear this the new one's going to be more like an open world with different towns and stuff before it was like one main town mm-hmm. you basically teleported to the biome that you needed like the desert or the whatever the forest or so i think the idea of it's really cool still four player co-op um, I probably won't. Get, well, I I might get it now that it's on all the systems. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I might not get it only for the sheer fact that, like I said before, I picked it up again. It was just like I felt like just the fact that I hadn't played all the previous installments. Like I've just felt lost. Yeah. Like it's not. 
I don't know. It's not like you jump in. It's like you're playing a new game. It feels like you jump in. You're playing the next version of the last one. Yeah, hopefully this is yeah. more of a reset. Yeah. But uh, I did like the part where he leads that dinosaur to, like, a bigger, better monster. That's what I was going to say when I said I wanted to bring up that dinosaur. Like, when he runs into the cave and the fact that the dinosaur actually tries to squeeze through and he starts running up the cave and he's, like, jamming into it. Yeah. You know, I think that's super cool that they have the, the, the ability to make that kind of AI. Yeah, that was amazing. All right, let's get into VR. I mean, none of us have VR, I don't think. Um, nope. So, I do. It's my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to have it. There's just no way I can justify that purchase with my wife. So, um, I'm interested, but only on a surface level right now. I'm just probably maybe in three years I might get it. Yeah, when the price point normalizes. Price goes like down. Quality games goes up. Like once that <laughs> balance kind of. Yeah, and but there was some cool stuff. I mean, I guess what's just. Uh, I do think it's finally getting to the point where it is sort of viable. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's for not sure. like it's just a stupid gimmick. Like there are some cool VR games now. No doubt. Like we were saying before, Star Trek Bridge Crew, and mm-hmm. just I think like Sony's even surprised how well it, their VR set has sold, and I think it surpassed expectations. And they really I think it surpassed their expectations too. Yeah, yeah I mean. They really showed a true commitment here with uh, showing the whole like five or six game montage. Um, yeah. You had Skyrim. <laughs> Here's <laughs> how many versions of Bethesda games do you always get? It's crazy. But you got Skyrim on Switch and Skyrim on PSVR. They had this game where you're a mouse and like uh, seemed like a puzzle type thing, which actually I thought I, can't, I don't really know what the gameplay is going to be. But. Uh, a VR possibility that I thought would be cool was if, like, you have no control over the hero, what he does. You're kind of just like a ghost who kind of does things to help him along as an assistant. I don't know. What is this, Bob? I had, I had this idea where a VR game where you're basically just watching someone else play a game. The computer is, like, the main character, and you're, like... You just warp the world to kind of help him get through to what he needs to do. I don't yeah. know. No idea. I don't. I kind of had a feeling for one second that that's what this game was, this Moss game. But I don't know. Looked cute, I guess. That's exactly what I thought that was. Oh, really? That cool. Moss game. Yeah. I just got the assumption that you're sort of just like following him and helping him like get through the obstacles, and he does all the stuff. But I don't know if that's true. But that's just like the kind of impression I got. Yeah, that's well, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> um, I just wanted to skim through these, and then you could touch on any ones you want. Uh, Star Child was another VR game. Bravo Team seemed like uh, a shooter, obviously. Um, what else? Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy Monster of the Deep. <laughs> Probably the worst game that was shown at all V3. It's almost like they knew it was a joke. Yeah, that was seemed like complete garbage, but... Uh, I guess if it's $2, maybe it's worth the joke. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought Bravo Team looked the coolest of them. It's kind of like a shooter in VR. I feel like that might be cool if it's in-depth enough. But also, also Skyrim VR would probably be pretty awesome. Like The landscapes in that game are awesome. True, and apparently it's supposed to be like not just uh, teleporting. It's like you're actually moving around in the world. So 
Yeah. So is it not the whole game with just VR implemented? I think it is. But like Doom VR is you're just standing still and they teleport you from place to place. Almost like my, it's on rails. My biggest gripe with that is all these VR games literally they it's like they they choose to not have just like an analog stick because it's not immersive, but that's what I would want if I was playing a VR game. Like, I want to be able to move my character. I don't want to either point in a direction or have to, like, tele- yeah. like pick a teleportation spot. Right. Like some of these games. That's the one thing that really kills it for me. I feel like one of the things they, they apparently need to work on is, like, something about making people sick. Like, literally throw up because of the movement stuff. I still think yeah. they're perfect, perfecting that. But that's something that's probably not going to change, really, because you're, you're just... You're basically giving your senses away, and you're like enclosed in this video game or whatever. Yeah. But your body's not moving, so naturally it just becomes well, motion sickness. Apparently, Resident Evil Seven managed to do it. So, really? I, I, yeah, I don't know why or how, but I don't know. Maybe it's something they can figure out. Maybe there's ways to offset it. Yeah, I gotcha. Sorry, Brooks, for interrupting. Oh, it's all good. Um, I mean. Sony's press conference as a whole, I I thought it was pretty excellent. What do you guys think? Easily one for me. It's an A, straight A. I just thought they knocked it out of the park. I almost didn't. Obviously, other than like Monster of the Deep, I really didn't think they missed at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree. Like looking at it from like an outside point, where I'm not thinking of the games I like, I think there was plenty there for everybody. I think. Almost everybody from every aspect of gaming has something to get excited about. Me personally, I'm very excited about Call of Duty, World War II, Spider-Man, um, and all, all the games seem great graphics. Um, who knows what the PlayLink can live up to, but who knows, maybe that would be like a cool party aspect. But yeah. the, the way they put their press conference on, I'm definitely going to give them an A. Um, I agree. I would give them an A, I think the quality of games they showed was incredible. Um, the actual show itself was really good. Um, you know, like I was more excited about things in Sony's conference than I was in the the rest of the entire show. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I, I agree. I'd give it an A. Yeah, as someone whose early system I have is a PS4, I was very happy with uh, yeah. with this press conference, so... Let's move on to the the third and final big boy, <laughs> Nintendo. Um, obviously, had a huge hit this year already with the Switch and Breath of the Wild. And I feel like coming in, people expected their presentation to be much like last year's, where they're just going to focus on Super Mario Odyssey and just basically do a half an hour on that. But yeah, I think people were surprised because there's a lot of games that they kind of came out of nowhere with and. Surprised a lot of people. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got potential. I'm not. I thought the the Switch is a great system, and I hope they really can implement it into some games. Um, of course, they're already coming out with like Zelda DLC and stuff like that. So I hope they can really like branch out and do big things with it. Yeah, I like where they're at, Dave. You have a Switch, I believe. So yeah. You had to like um, yourself. The only game I ever bought so far, though, is Zelda. So I've played that to 
death and back. So you so all right, let's, it's my friend Matt, so he can try and he seems to be loving it already. Um Yeah, let's yeah. let's start there then. Let's start with the Breath of the Wild DLC. Uh two different packs, I feel like. Um comprehensive stuff. This does not seem like just a little tack on to try to get some extra money. I mean, it looks like they really put some time and thought into this. Two very, oh, yeah. two very like different things. Packs. Yeah. What did you think? Um, the first one's sort of like back in the day they came out with Ocarina of Time Master Quest, where it's Ocarina of Time with harder dungeons and stuff. They changed the puzzles up, the difficulty of the monsters, and that's part of it. But there's also a bunch of different other features, which I'm not... I'm, wish I would tell you all of them. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. Um, there's different outfits, items. Um, and then the second one is, they didn't release a ton of information, but it's about the heroes that, basically, the the game's set 100 years after this like battle with Ganon, and there's these four heroes that you get together to fight him, and they end up getting killed in the process. And the DLC is about those heroes. And that's all I really know about that. But I hope it's just like a standalone thing. It'll almost be like, um, like if you play those heroes, it'll almost be like uh, Majora's Mask. I don't know if you ever played that, where you put the mask on, you can play as a Goron. You put the mask on, you can play as a Zora. So if you go through those actual heroes, which I don't know if that's what it's going to be, just wishful thinking. Yeah. Be a really cool updated like throwback to Majora's Mask, where you could play as a Zora or a Goron or whatever, you know. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, Zelda's a classic. I mean, it's been around since N64. Well, it's been around since Nintendo, but I really got into it with the N64, and I've always never really played them to beat the game, but I've always played them. I was very interested in it and the way the story works and the way the gameplay works, and they've always built on that. Like with the GameCube, you had the boat and stuff like that so with the Nintendo Switch that was like their launch title and I definitely don't think they disappointed anybody it was a pretty epic game and uh, the DLC is probably only going to build on that yeah cool yeah and they did show a little bit of Super Mario Odyssey maybe not as much as people thought coming in but what they did show I thought I mean we already had a little bit of a trailer earlier in the year but man the more I see this game the more I really want to play it it looks awesome. Uh, I just love how weird they get with Mario nowadays, or not nowadays, but like the past ten years, like Super mm-hmm. Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and now this. Like you, he has a hat that's alive that he can throw and take over people. Uh, seems like so many cool different settings. I just Mario <laughs> continues to innovate, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how this one does. Yeah, that's another title I got into, really, with, I mean, of course, we played, like, the Super Nintendo Mario and stuff, but really got into N64 Super Mario World and played a lot of that. Um, I think, I heard this is not quite so linear and a little bit more open world, so hopefully that'll be a cool aspect to it. Yeah, um, Nintendo, when you say they do such a great job with Mario, it's really, Nintendo in general, when their main line of games... Um, it's just they come up with a gimmick or an idea and they wait till it is perfected like absolutely perfect and then they show it off and it's like like Super Mario Galaxy with the planets like you said Sunshine 
with the water gun. It's they come up with this, what would if I just said it to you would sound like a pretty stupid thing. Yes, yeah. like a dumb gimmick. But it they works. Come up with it. They work on it. They work on it. They work on it, and it's absolutely perfect. And then they show it off, and every Mario game that's come out for twenty some years has been a hit. Actually, main Mario game. I'm not saying like whatever random spinoffs they do. Luigi's but, Mansion. Yeah. So for <laughs> the most part, everyone's great, and I think this is just up there with them. It's going to be like Super Mario 64. There's different worlds instead of different wings of a mansion. And each world is like its own open playground or sandbox or whatever, where there's whatever, 30 different stars. Well, they're not stars. They're called moons or whatever in this one to collect. Um, I think it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, I can't wait to take over a dinosaur, for Christ's sake. Yeah, (laughs) T-Rex. I, the thing I love about Nintendo is they're not going... Obviously, their shit's not as powerful as the other ones. Yeah. I like that they're keeping everything cartoony so that they can still look beautiful graphically. Yeah. They don't have to go for the realism, you know. And they yeah. obviously innovate left and right. So, yeah, let's move on to... Chris mentioned it. There's really not much to go on other than a title, but Metroid Prime 4. I think that might have been, like, the biggest surprise... Of the show. I uh, never really played any of the Metroid Prime games, but obviously played uh, Metroid for Game Boy and uh, Super Nintendo, and it's a classic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a... We said before, it's a long-standing series, and, you know, you got the cannon on the arm. I don't know much about the series. I played it here and there, but hopefully this is, like, a good addition to the series and not a total flop. <laughs> Yeah, um, so have, you said you've never played Metroid Prime before, Bob? No, I've seen, like, video and pictures, but I've never actually played it myself. So it's like you, say you took Super Metroid, or whatever, from Super uh, Nintendo, and it's a side-scroller, like I said, the castle, uh, the, what is it, Metroidvania. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's basically what they call this genre of games, where it's side-scroller, but it's sort of like an open world and it's not an RPG but you get upgrades and all that um so Metroid Prime takes that idea of the side scroller and backtracking and finding these different things and puts it in a 3D world sort of like um I don't know I can't even think of a comparison really (laughs) but um Anyway, so you're just you're in whatever the area is, and there's different areas you need different powers to access. And um, the first Metroid Prime's absolutely incredible. It's a classic. Everyone's loved all of them, just about. Yeah. I mean, just the characters great, the world's great, the lore's great. Um, like you said, they didn't show anything other than announce that they're developing it. Um, but I'm super stoked to. All right. Good, I'm glad to hear that. And, um, yeah, I guess they also announced the Metroid 2 remake for uh, the DS. Yeah, I was wondering if you had seen that as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, hey, again, another thing where a whole new generation gets to play it. Yep, and it's, like you said, you like the, the game itself, so maybe, you know, that'll be a way for you to play it again or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely, because I do plan on getting a Switch... Eventually. I don't know when. 
because yeah. actually but this is going to be for the 3ds though oh right right well, i don't have yeah. that either so yeah. just I, mean, I was just letting you know yeah yeah and um yeah both systems i would like to have at some point just because my daughter <laughs> mackenzie she was playing the lego movie game the other day so I know eventually she might be more interested, and Nintendo's definitely yeah. the route to go That's with cool. kids. So have you tried to introduce her to any games? Not yet. That's basically it, because she's never really shown interest until yeah. very recently. So I'm definitely going to try to figure out some games to get her more and more involved, like beginner stuff. And even Brady, yeah. my t- almost two-year-old son, played his first video game, uh, Abzu, where literally you're just swimming in the water. Like, there's nothing he could do wrong, so he was just yeah, pushing buttons awesome. and really um, into it. Just a quick question, a little... Not, it's on the same topic as your kids. Have you... I've seen... Uh, I bartended and served at a restaurant. No, I've I never given them alcohol before. <laughs> Thanks, <Bob>. <laughs> So I've seen parents coming with their kids, like, very young kids. I mean, maybe one, two, max... And they have these different games or apps on tablets where it teaches them words and, like, word recognition and stuff like that. I know it's not a game, but it sort of is. Yeah. I just didn't know if you'd ever tried anything like that where it's, you know, that shows a picture of an uh, apple and it says the word out loud and it yeah. tries to get the kid to point to it. Mackenzie loved it. And, like, that, <laughs> I feel like that did a really good job of helping her learn words and actually speak. Um, Brady still can't talk. Or he's smart as hell. He knows everything you're saying. He still can't talk, though. He says a few words. He's not yeah. as interested in that stuff. But he has played this, like, Busy Shapes app that I downloaded where you drag uh, a square. There's a couple holes, and you got you know get to get the round pig yeah. into the round hole. And he, he can get into that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah he definitely knows what's up. Yeah. I was hanging out with him over here, and... He managed to swindle his way into convincing me to get all these magic markers out for him. Just <laughs> pointing and grunting. Yeah. Definitely one. I've I mean, also seen um, parents come in, and it seems like kids their age love Minecraft, and they use it at schools now to teach different things. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. There's literally a school program going on all around the world that they do, like, lessons in, like, building and engineering and all kinds of stuff just by playing minecraft you get like lessons yeah yeah mackenzie's super into youtube and she's definitely watched some minecraft stuff because we were walking in the store and she's like oh look minecraft and I'm like, hey, how, the, how the hell do you know what minecraft is <laughs> that's cool man yeah. it's just like i said maybe it's a safe way yeah definitely but yeah um on the same lines Pokemon was one of the first games I got into as a kid, and they are coming out with a new Pokemon RPG for the Switch, which was awesome. Yeah, first ever console Pokemon. Well, mainline Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. I mean, I understand they always come out with a new Pokemon every, I don't know, four or five years, and it's basically the same game with, like, ten new monsters. (laughs) But I haven't played one since Yellow, so... Yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm excited to to play that game eventually. I'm just super excited about all the different things they could put in a console Pokemon. Yeah, you know it might not just be turn based. True. You know, pick four moves and go. Like it, there are so many different features they could do with the motion controls, like 
you might see actual Pokemon walking around because they have the power of the system to show all these Pokemon just hot, like in the grass or I mean it could be incredible. They yeah. could do so many different neat things with it. I just it would it, the idea of it just makes me so excited. And like you said, I love I've always I loved the Pokemon games, but I never really got back into them after like Yellow because I don't know the turn base game just it seems so outdated to me. Yeah, I haven't played a Pokemon game since the damn picture game on. N64, I think it was. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah. I love that but, game. Yeah, I mean, I watched the show as a kid, so I'd be interested in the game just for nostalgia reasons. Yeah. And also, Pokemon Tournament DX, which, I yeah. mean, I have no interest, but still cool, I'm yeah. sure, for fans. Fighting game. Yeah. Not my style. Yeah, me neither. Uh, some really cool stuff they showed these next two. A, a new Kirby game and a new Yoshi game, which I had no idea was coming. It was a surprise for me, both of them. And I mean, neither of them are like the game I'm super excited to play, but looked like cool uses of the system and graphically looked good and uh, just a good games to have uh, added to the catalog. Yeah, yeah. The only tie I have to Kirby is through Super Smash Bros. and then like the Nintendo game where it was like Block Breaker. I played it on Black and White Game Game Boy way back. That's the yeah. last time I played a Kirby game. Yeah, I um I agree. Like it's not really my type of game, but from a critical aspect, I think both of the games look really great. Yeah, like insanely well made um, platformers, but it's just not the game that I would buy. But I think tons of people will. Yep, absolutely. And they got to keep adding these kind of games because uh, they're. Strike while the iron's hot. They have a good thing going right now. I'd really like to see them capitalize on it and become another, like, back into the mainstream like they were in the heyday. Yeah, Nintendo's thing is definitely, like, platformers and party games, like Super Mario Party or... Super Mario Kart. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. That's, like, their niche. Which so I, hear, yeah. I hear... I hear definitely Super... trying to do, like, more of a personal social aspect. Yeah. <clears throat> I hear the new Mario Kart is pretty awesome, too. Yeah, I feel uh, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, Mario Kart. Del- yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's my bad. It's, it's, it's Mario Kart 8, but it's like an upgraded version or something. Yeah, and speaking of games for kids, I hear the, like the 50cc version of the race is like you can't really do anything to fail, so I feel like that could be another intro. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Me and Dave were hanging out with friends recently and played like Mario Kart for N64, and that's like a timeless game. And you can, absolutely. Like, in the right atmosphere, you can play that game anytime. No doubt about it. Uh, last two for Nintendo. Two games, uh, again, I don't have that much interest in, but they look, look pretty cool. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Never played the first one, but it looks like a pretty cool uh, action RPG. And... <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors, which I know is this thing they keep doing, which I think is cool. Take the Dynasty Warriors model and slap a new skin on it, um, which in this case it's the Fire Emblem skin, obviously. Uh, yeah. Just none of the the brands that they've done it with have really spoken to me, but if they did this with, I don't know, something I cared about, 
Yeah. I'd be all about it. Like, yeah, the Zelda one seemed pretty cool. Yeah, I see, I missed that one, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know, like, too much about either one of these. However, I know, like, my brother Joel loved the Fire Emblem game. I, like, there was a one before this, I believe. Fire Emblem? Yeah. I thought, I mean, well, it's similar, like, an RPG-type-ish game. But. Didn't they do Dragon Quest Warriors? Yeah, they did. There's another one coming out, too. I think you're thinking of Dynasty, um, not Dynasty Warriors, Brooks. Um, it's yeah. something, like, similar, but, I mean, I loved, like, back in the day playing Dynasty Warriors. I think Duker played that a lot. And, yeah. Yeah, button like, mashing to the max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. David? Um... Yeah, are you so? Are we saying specifically the Warriors game or uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two? I just slumped them in together because I really didn't have much to say about either one. <laughs> so, um, I played Xenoblade One, and it is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. It is a great game. Everything about it is awesome. It's and it's so this is supposed to be a sequel to it. I think it's sort of like their answer to Final Fantasy, where it's the same idea, but it's separate stories, separate worlds. Um, I'm super stoked about it. Cool. Uh, but that's about it. All right. Well, I think Nintendo did a great job, especially if you include the Mario Rabbids game that was shown at Ubisoft's this press conference. Great. Yeah, that looks incredible. So I'm giving them a B plus. I'm going to go with like a C, C minus. I mean... For what they had, I thought they did a good job, but it wasn't really anything that really grabbed me and really got me excited. I mean, it's just like, like I said, I'm, their niche is like platform gamers and stuff like that, which really, really doesn't interest me too, too much. I definitely wouldn't go out and buy a system for it, so I'm really middle of the line with them. All right. I would give them about, I would give them about a B, B minus. Um, Mario looks great, the senior blade looks great, but I agree that it's just, so, I, I want to love all the Nintendo stuff, but a lot of their games just aren't for me. I mean, like we said, uh, critically, the games look great, but I probably would never buy half of them. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. All right, let's mo- move on to the developers' conferences. Start with EA. We'll finally get to talk about Anthem, which we've been hinting at for a long-ass time. Um, looks, there's really not much even more we can say. It just looks amazing. It looks incredible. It's easily the most impressive game of the of E3. And But who knows when it's coming out? Who knows if they can really live up to the expectations that they've now set? I just love the way it, it starts. It's, apparently it was 100% gameplay. Where it starts out first person, you're walking around this thing, this like incredible looking tropic village. Then you get into your little mech suit, and it's third person. You're flying around, diving into the water, and it just looked like it's not even possible that this is a real game. Yeah, I thought it looked outstanding, and really, there's not much bad about you could say about what you saw, but. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be one of those like E3 things that what you see, the game doesn't turn out to be that. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of those things where they show you outstanding stuff and then the finished product doesn't live up to expectations. Yeah, I don't think there's much else to say. 
Yeah. I agree with all of that, and it's the truth. Like, I don't want it to not be what it is. I hope it is, but there is always a chance. But at the same time, I think they have the ability and the power for a system to do it. Yeah. So hopefully we see that exact product. Yeah, it could be the first true, like, okay, now you need an Xbox X. <laughs> yeah. Xbox One X, excuse me. <laughs> um, all right, next up, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which, I mean, it looks awesome. I don't know yeah. what else to say. I know I never played the first Battlefront. I know some people had issues with it. It didn't have a single-player campaign, and that I feel like I heard other complaints, maybe like it's too repetitive, but they added a single-player. Um, I don't know. I think it's awesome you can mix and match like from all the eras like you could have someone from the prequels fighting against uh, Rey and I don't know looks just like a geek orgasm yeah I think this game could almost turn out to be perfect like you said people had issues with no single player before but this game is built off like the battlefield engine which I think is like the perfect multiplayer war engine to go off of the first one was awesome to play but They've added the story mode to this, which is it's not like a replay of a Star Wars movie. It's its own individual story, which could turn out to be very interesting. And I think like like the Battlefield Battlefield One is incredible. So they're building this off that engine. I think it's got the utmost potential. Yeah, EA said they took a break from making Battlefield because they're starting to focus on um, Battlefront. Um, so there's definitely going to be a lot of focus on this and probably the next one that is most likely going to be next year. Um, I didn't really like the first one at all. Uh, you said I, was, I thought it was really repetitive. I didn't really enjoy it. There's almost no, nothing other than starting a game, jumping in, finishing a game, and replaying. Yeah. Um, but this looks great. The battles are way bigger. The combat looks way more in depth. It's not just different skins for the, like the same gun that shoots the same way, even though it's totally different. And, um, so I think it looks awesome. Uh, there's character classes, new heroes, all that. Yeah, safe to say they rushed the first one to go along yeah. with uh, getting the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. So yeah, next up was an, the game that Chris mentioned as an honorable mention called A Way Out which looks really cool, looks really innovative, where it's for, you have to play co-op, but it could be in person or it could be over the internet. Uh, you're literally these two guys in jail trying to escape, and then once you get out, your story continues from there. But the cool thing, I thought, was the change in perspectives, where it's not just literally split directly down the middle of the screen. Sometimes your side will get more space, if it's needed, and sometimes your side will be in a cutscene while the other person is in gameplay mode. Just uh, and graphically, it looked really cool, like '70s style almost. Uh, looked very cinematic and a game I'd probably watch someone play more than play it myself. But just uh, I like the creativity at least. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. I don't know why somebody hasn't done this type of concept before, but I'm super pumped for it like you said it's split screen you can do it online or in person and i think it's great like to build a game that you can play co uh split screen in person like rather than online people have kind of lost that aspect lately oh but my god it, i could just imagine you 
you two playing it together and getting so pissed off at each other. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but it's cool. I just think it's cool. That, like you said, you can be in a cutscene while the other person's still in action, and one person's got to play coy while the other person's trying to pull off an operation. Yeah. I think this has got huge potential. It's kind of reminds me almost of like a uh, L.A. Noir. Like I'm, that's one of my favorite games of all time. I just think. I really can't wait for this. This was one of the shining stars of D3 for me. Nice. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it looks awesome. I definitely agree. And it's, from what, I, I don't know if I'm this is completely right, but I'm pretty sure what I read was that even if you're playing online or whatever, no matter what your screen is, still split screen. You still see the other guy's screen. It's always there so you can see the two different perspectives at all times. Yeah, I like so, that. Like, if you're playing online, you're still seeing that guy's cutscene or whatever. But I think it looks awesome, and everything I've read about it is just saying how ambitious and how uh, well-made it seems. So I'm, I'm excited for that, too. Just make sure you have a big television so you yeah. can uh, really see your side. All right, next up, Car Guy, you kick it off. Need for Speed Payback. This looks like a uh, Fast and Furious style Need for Speed game. Yeah, it's it's this is definitely on the arcade side. Um, I've liked Need for Speed games way in the past where like you could be cops and robbers type aspect. You're a cop and you chase people or you can be the guy getting away. Um, I think they're going to take like like they've made the Need for Speed movie. They're going to kind of run with more of a story mode, very cinematic cutscenes. But it's definitely a very arcade drive game. It's not for anybody that's looking for a simulation or anything, but I think it could be fun. Like you probably customize cars and have a really cool story to it. So it's that kind of niche. I mean, you've seen cars like this, like I mean, games like this, like Need for Speed, or I think there's games were called Midnight or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be very along the lines of that genre, arcadey drive games. But at this point, it'll probably have a very cool story and very cinematic. Um. I really didn't read too much into this. I saw the trailer. Um, I do, like I said earlier, like a little arcadier versions of racing games, but um, I can't exactly say that yeah. I was too into it. I mean, graphics look cool. I like how in the trailer, like, you switched from that one car to the other one immediately as soon as it bursted out the back. So I like that idea a bit. But, yeah, I'm just not into racing games really too much, so... Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into EA's sports lineup. We can just talk about all three at a time. <clears throat> we got Madden. This year's Madden finally getting aboard the story mode train. With uh, I yeah, guess. I mean, this is. I think it's going to be really cool. Really, what started this thing off is years, a few years ago, Fight Night Champion. I think it's the last Fight Night game they made, but. It was a story mode, story oriented, and you lived the life of this guy going through his boxing career from jail to being a championship boxer. And then the FIFA did it last year, which I haven't had a chance to play yet, but I'm still looking forward to playing this. Yeah, and obviously the show does it. And... Yeah, yeah, but I think, oh, the show does it? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's road to the show. I mean, it's not as comprehensive, but it's not as story oriented. But well, it's basically, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to, from the trailer, the short trailer, um, it's looked awesome. Um, 
I mean, it even has clips of being a kid, but you come up in the draft and, uh, you know, you have some issues of being like a renegade football player. And I think it has huge potential. And of course the Madden engines there, um, I think really has all the upside. I'm excited to play it because I think Madden needed this refresher. Yeah, Um, I would say. Yeah. So, and I, I hope you get to play as a college guy because their college game that they had was pretty good actually. And, they got rid of it a while ago, so I hopefully you get a little taste of that uh, in this. Yeah, I, I don't know what licensing they have for it. I think that's a big impact, but they did show, like, I think he was on Texas in the preview, so it must have some kind of licensing agreement. But I think it'll be cool. Like you said, I I didn't get to play the FIFA story, but that looked awesome, and the Fight Night game's an incredible story. So I hope this really goes along those lines and really lives up to it. Yeah, because it just gets repetitive playing a season in Madden over and over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get always get like a season and a half before I burn out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Next up, speaking of FIFA, FIFA 18 uh, coming back. The story mode is back, continuing the story of a hunter something. Um, I don't know. I played the last FIFA FIFA. FIFA at your house, and uh, it's good. I don't really have much else to say. What do you think? Well, I mean, they've just, it's crazy how they perfect FIFA over and over again. I mean, it seems to get better every year when you think it can't get any better. Graphics get a little better, the mechanics get a little better. And like I said, they threw the story mode into the last one, so I think, I don't know if this one has, a, I'm pretty sure this one has a story mode in it also. Yeah, they advertise it pretty heavily. That this one has a story mode? Yeah, continuing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it Cristiano Ronaldo or is it just like a separate story? The same guy from the last one, Hunter. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I just saw like the the, the uh, trailer with Cristiano Ronaldo, and I mean, it looks like a, you're watching TV. Yeah, Dave, did you play FIFA? Um, I mean, I played it, I, and I I enjoy it. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just I've never been a big <clears throat> sports game fan. Yeah, I didn't uh, think I so. I play the occasional FIFA or NHL, but that's about it. I yeah. didn't really put any time into it. And the last one is they're bringing NBA Live back. I feel like it's been dead on arrival for a while with the NBA 2K series doing so well, but it's back. Uh, I don't really know what they're doing to differentiate themselves, but it's back. <laughs> I think this is big. Like It's been a while since they've had FIFA Street or NBA Live, and... People are pretty big on the NBA right now with the finals this week, and I think this is going to do great in that niche of people that love the NBA. I think they're probably going to have some cool aspects to it, and it's probably going to do very well. I, You know, I always preferred, I was in the minority and always preferred NBA Live to NBA 2K. I just felt like 2K's controls are a little too stiff. I like the smoothness of Live, even if it wasn't like as realistic, so I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. All right, let's yeah. move move on to Bethesda. Who? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll give EA a B plus because their top line stuff just looks so good. Yeah, I'm going to go with B plus also. I think, of course, they had Anthem, which could be a huge. The way out, a way out, is one of the top line things for me. They've got Star Wars. They've got a big bunch of big names. I think they did pretty well. 
Yeah, I'm, I completely agree. Um, I'm not, like I said, not in sports games very much whatsoever, but the games that I did see that I was interested in, well, I thought were, looked incredible. Yeah. All right, so yeah, now let's move on to Bethesda, who I thought was just okay. I mean, the thing I don't understand about Bethesda is, and I get it, they're not as quite as big as these other companies, but they come out with an Elder Scrolls game. Man, are they going to milk that shit. They're going to release it on as many platforms as they can, stretch it out, like Skyrim still just coming out on Switch and getting the VR treatment. I mean, I mean, it's probably smart money-wise. I'm sure you know they really stretch out the dollar for their releases, but it's kind of frustrating to me when it's like, all right, what's, this, what's the new stuff this year? More of the same. But yeah. they did have a couple things of note that uh, I thought were pretty good looking. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. This, to me, was easily the star of the show. I loved the little mini <laughs> film that they put before the trailer started. <laughs> and um, the game itself... Commercial. Yeah. It looked, uh, the game itself looked surprisingly awesome. I might actually try it, even though I've never played a Wolfenstein game. I just loved the humor... The uh, characters looked really cool and just, like, it was almost like a uh, Man in the High Castle <laughs> video game f- version. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the looks of it, but the concept just loses me. I mean, I'm, like I said before, over and over, I'm a big fan of realism and I'm a big World War II history guy. And, I mean, I like the concept of, like, what if the Nazis won the war, but it's, like, very futuristic, like... Uh, not Fallout, what's that other game? Uh, Bioshock. It's almost like Bioshocky. what if Nazis yeah. won the war. So I'm, it's just, it loses me in that aspect. Um, strictly as a game, the, the first reboot of Wolfenstein, the one before this, <clears throat> easily one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. Um, it's wow. very action arcade You know, you can dual-wield, machine guns or whatever you want really, but you can also play completely stealth if you want to with the exception of like a boss or something here or there mm-hmm. uh, it's a very much so like not don't take the throw away, but like Metro where it's each uh, level is it's linear, but it's open to the point where you can do each section in a bunch of different ways find different items and like sneak you could sneak through this way or charge through this way or the characters are awesome and it's like it's almost like comedic like the game doesn't take itself too seriously like there are very very serious moments but there's plenty of jokes and lightheartedness to go with it and it's almost like a satire you know um and the uh the futuristicness comes from like so that now you're in the United States or whatever but all the Nazi scientists doing all these experiments to find all this crazy technology and stuff sort of, I don't know, mimics like how it was in World War II, like a technology race with all the new weapons and different things. Um, it is great. If you haven't played the first one, it is incredible. And there's also a standalone uh, expansion for it called The New Order after they like win the war or whatever it is. Um cool. But, yeah, I think it looks great. Yeah, agreed. Um, I never played the original 
Evil Within, but they announced the Evil Within 2. I'm honestly not even sure what the game is about. Uh, so somebody help me out on this one. <laughs> I really don't know either. I mean, I never played the first one. Um, I don't... I wish I knew more about it to help us out, but... It's like a really horror cool. movie. Um, not movie. Fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I never played the first one. I don't know the story or whatever. Uh, I think it has something to do with uh, that guy and his daughter. Um, but it's almost like a... I think it's something to do, like, mental, because, like, he sees all this crazy stuff, like, the walls spreading open, and um, I'm not really well-versed in it, but I've heard not a lot of good things about the first one being terrifying and, then, like, a mental trip almost. Um, so people were really digging to get the second one, but... That's about all I know about it. All right. Well, um, uh, there's not honestly too much else for Bethesda, but they did announce that their card game, The Elder Scrolls Legends, is coming to mobile this month. And I'll talk about it real quick because I played it. It was going to be on part of my what else I played because I've really gotten back into Hearthstone uh, this past month or so. And... I decided to try Elder Scrolls Legends to see if it was an improvement in any way, and there are things about it that are better than Hearthstone, in my opinion. Like, I like the fact that there's actually, like, a story to it, but man, it is just a complete ripoff of Hearthstone, gameplay-wise, except with a bigger deck of cards, and, um, <laughs> I, I might download it when it hits mobile, but as of now, it's not good enough for me to boot it up on my laptop I'll just go right to Hearthstone every time yeah I don't really know anything about it to be honest yeah um only thing else they have is Fallout 4 VR which people are excited about I never played any of the Fallout games so I don't know Doom VR and Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind Edition so if you guys got any thoughts on any of that I think like like Fallout has like a huge cult following and it's a very in-depth game, so I think a lot of people that have played Fallout are going to be excited about it being a VR edition. That's about it. Alright. I'll give Bethesda a C+. Wolfenstein 2 looked awesome. The rest kind of was like, meh, to me. Yeah, I'm going to give him a C-. Like you said, the highlight was Wolfenstein, and I wasn't very much into it, so there wasn't a lot there for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, about to see, I think Wolfenstein looks incredible. It's great, but that was it. Yeah. All right, let's get to the last press conference. Ubisoft. Um, their big thing, I guess, you could... They had a few big things, but I guess the big highlight, Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, they uh, took a two-year break between Assassin's Creed games. Wow, <laughs> this is uh, so <laughs> profound. Um People were saying that they thought it looked amazing, at least from what I saw. It looked like same old, same old to me. Um, I played the original Assassin's Creed and kind of got bored of it pretty quickly. I mean, I like the concept of it for sure. And I like the stealth action and just like running across buildings and stuff. So I'm sure there will be definitely be some fun to be had. That was, not a, that was a messy sentence, but um, I don't know. Didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah, it's definitely got, like, the same mechanics of, like, a standard uh, Assassin's Creed game. 
I think like the concept of it like being ancient Egypt and all that is probably pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty I don't cool. Mind, I don't mind Assassin's Creed games, especially these new next-gen ones. Pretty in-depth and very detailed and, of course, open world. So I, I would definitely give this game a chance. Um, yeah, I think the same thing you said, Bob. Every Assassin's Creed game is just, like, the same to me. And I always give them a chance and try to love them because they look so nice. But it's always the same, doing the same mission 17 different times. Yeah. And the little side quests, it's like 100 versions of the same thing. And, I mean, this does look beautiful, and it looks like they changed, uh, like, some of the different mechanics and all. looks really, like, the animations and everything look great. But I just always take Assassin's Creed with a grain of salt because I always... Always want to try it, but I always get the same thing. Yep. And let me guess. you got to find the top of this pyramid, do a leap of faith or a roll yep, of faith. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess the other big thing was Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle had uh, Miyamoto come. That's his name, right? Yeah, Miyamoto. Yeah, had him come up on stage and thought that was really cool. And honestly, probably my biggest surprise of, of E3 was this game because... I kept hearing rumors about it, like it leaked that this was going to be a thing, and people were kind of laughing about it, like, what the heck is this? But I've never played XCOM, but I love turn-based strategy stuff like this, so I thought it looked amazing. Um, I don't really care about the rabbits part of it, where their characters... If this was just a straight Mario game with this style play, it'd be even better, but... I mean, I loved Advance Wars for Game Boy Advance when that came out. This, I know it's not exactly similar, but I just like the idea of a turn-based strategy kind of game. Yeah, I've never, in I've never played that type of game. Um, the only thing that even caught my attention was the Mario aspect of this. I don't even know about the other one. So it doesn't really, I don't know much about it. I um I played XCOM and I like those games a lot, especially the newer ones. How well they're made. Um, I have trouble playing a lot of it because of my attention span, basically. But I love, I really do enjoy it, honestly. Um, and like we were talking about earlier, at Nintendo, they when they find like a gimmick or something like that, and I know it's Ubisoft, but um they perfect it and they won't do it unless they do it right. Yeah, you so know... I think it's going to be really good, especially if you watch their gameplay demonstration. Yeah, I think it looks great. It does. And you know Nintendo wouldn't let this, you know, fly past without giving their stamp of approval, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about that. Um, Brooks, I'm not interested in The Crew Part 2, but how about you? I mean, I don't know. I never played the first one, but I guess it could be good. Um, I mean, it's... I don't know. I just... It's I love like, racing games and stuff like that, but I just... I don't know if I'm into this style of racing Well, it game. seems like you're racing boats, you're racing planes, you're racing cars. Or... Yeah. Yeah. It's got all kinds of... Yeah, like you said, different things you do, but... Who knows? Maybe there'll be a great story to it that really tie it together and stuff, but... I'm just not into, like, arcade racing games that are super repetitive, and I feel like this might be that style. Um, so the crew, have you ever seen the first one at all? No. It's a 
the entire United States is open world. It's you drive from city to city, do whatever you want, upgrade your cars. So it's a giant open world map, and it's supposed to be the first one was supposed to be a lot of fun. But apparently, they listened to their fans and they put all those different features that should have been in in it. I mean, literally, you can drive from New York to San Francisco. Wow! Like it is supposed to be super, super cool. Um, definitely something if you like racing games to check out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that actually sounds very interesting. Especially if you can fly a plane now in this one and boats and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I guess it has potential to be cool. Don't knock it till you try it, brother. Right. All right, next up, uh, Skull and Bones. This was, I think it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, same team that did... Assassin's Creed, Black Flag. Uh, it's basically just taking the ship battles and making it its own game. And yeah. I thought it looked great visually. This is definitely one of these games where I will never play it. But I would definitely <laughs> definitely watch someone play it because it looked awesome. I just I like the idea of um, you know spotting the ships ahead. And because it's ships, you have to maneuver it. It's not like you can just race right to a spot. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it. I thought it looked great, but I'll never play it. Yeah, I mean, it could be cool. I just, I hope it's not where like, like you said, it's like a lot, Assassin's Creed where, like in Assassin's Creed, if you weren't up to the level where you needed to be to fight that person, you were totally fucked and had no chance. You were gonna die immediately and lose your progress and all this stuff. I hope it's got some kind of like system in place to keep that from happening. Um, it's, it could be all right. I just feel like, like with those type of games, it's like you're aiming all eight cannons at once, and it's just like it's, I don't know. It's, it's pretty simple, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I have no interest in it. Like you said, it does. It looks pretty neat, but I have no interest in being a boat like <laughs> as my only way of playing the game. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. I just I don't want to just upgrade some boat and go into rank matches and play that's i just there's nothing in it for me to me it looks like an extremely expensive niche game yeah you know like who is this for other than like 20 people i don't know yeah and those people will play it non-stop online take it super seriously yeah it might even be people that will do it might even be an esport for for all i know but yeah for those 30 people i don't see it being like this huge hit or anything um okay Far Cry 5, getting a lot of attention. I've never played any of the Far Cry games. Uh, First-person shooter that I know Chris, if he was here, he's a big fan of these, so I know he would probably be interested in this. This one's getting attention because it's basically you're fighting against a racist cult in America, and it's like Montana, right? Or North Dakota, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And um, I'm going to be honest, I thought the trailer looked awesome. I really liked the way he, the guy was, like, like, they set up the enemies, and I liked the way you could direct your team, and I even just liked the little touch of a boom, 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 a bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. I don't know. I thought it looked fun. I thought it looked like a fun first-person shooter, almost Modern Warfare-esque in that it's taking place in the United States, like, modern day. I don't know. It looked good to me. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, I think it's, like, Far Cry's in the past have been a little more not reality based um like primal uh, right or yeah 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 
but uh, the way they've set this one up, it seems to be, like I said, more realism, which is a cool part to me. Of course, the graphics are awesome, and uh, I'd, like I said before, with a lot of these, it really depends on the gameplay and the story and how they can really bring it together as a package if it's going to be something I go out and buy. Um, I played Far Cry 3. I loved it. Well, it was a great game. Um, I tried 4. I just just was playing different stuff at the time, so I never finished it. Um, I think they're all good. They all look really good. Uh, this one does as well. The team aspect's pretty new. The setting seems really neat, um, and it looks great visually, so I don't have a bad thing to say about it. I'm not positive that I'll end up playing it, but I think it does look good. Cool. Um, people were talking about this next one, Beyond Good and Evil Two, which basically, I don't. This was basically just a short film, expensive short film, announcing the game. I guess uh, I had no idea what was going on. There's a monkey. There's a rhino. It's. I mean, it looked awesome. It was a cool little short film, but I don't know what it's leading to. Yeah, I'm on the same page there. I don't really have any context to it, or no much about it at all i saw the what's your i guess it's a short film i mean it looked great graphically and stuff but i don't know it was like it must be getting like reminded me of like planet of the apes or something yeah I, but i don't really know what the hell was going on it was yeah. a huge big <laughs> dave so, what what is beyond good and evil uh came out like 2003 or something the first one and it was a i mean it's like a giant cult classic Ever, I mean, it's just praised forever. And they announced Beyond Good and Evil in 2008. Beyond Good and Evil 2, I mean. And it sort of just, like, kept falling off. And all these people still wanted... Sort of like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Gotcha. Like, how everyone wanted it. And everyone's asking for it. And they kept getting disappointed. Um, so, when the guy came out on stage, he was, like, crying. Of the people applauding. Because he's been working on it for, like, 15 years. Damn. Um it's a sci-fi game. Uh, I've never actually shooter? played the first one myself. Uh, if you get a chance to look, just look up Beyond Good and Evil 2. They have like a featurette talking about the game and what it's going to be. I won't get into a ton of it because it's a lot. Um, but it's basically an open-world game the size of a galaxy. Um, where you start out as just a random dude. And like you, you might even, like they said... As an example, you could literally be delivering pizzas, and it's you just have to build up until you eventually can own a giant spaceship with a crew that you recruited of 150 people. Oh, wow. So it's supposed to be massive scale. If you read about it, it sounds absolutely amazing. If you get a chance to look it up, just try and try and take a read of that. And it's, I mean, if you're not excited after hearing what they have to say about their plans for the game it's it'll be a big surprise <laughs> and just the idea of it sounds incredible but other than there's nothing really to go off of so i'm not really positive gotcha all right um last thing south park regular game and a mobile game looks funny i'll probably never play them what do you think yeah, I mean, apparently, I don't know which South Park game it was, but it was a cult classic in some circles. And, um, so I think they're really, like, trying to expand on that. I've never played any of the games personally, but like I said, I, I've heard 
that people loved. I forget which the title was, but um, they're coming out with like a mobile game and a console game. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess for the people that, like I said, the rules are called following, this will probably be a big thing for them. Uh, the first one that you're talking about, it's, it's called The Stick of Truth, and this is a sequel to that. And they, Fractured, I think, but so that's It's like a medieval... So they all dress up as medieval characters like elves and stuff like that, and it's a turn-based RPG. The actual mechanics of the game are great. It's like, as an RPG, it is an awesome-made RPG. It's super good, but it's just got the super funny, ridiculous South Park story and theme. It's like watching like a long South Park movie. Like it's just as raunchy and funny and crazy as all the other ones. But this one, you're all superheroes instead of medieval people. So um, I'm sure it's going to be great. It's going to get great reviews. Uh, I just I probably won't play just for the sheer fact of time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. What would we grade Ubisoft? I'll go B minus. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, probably probably about the same, like a B minus. It's got the big title, obviously, for them was Assassin's Creed, and it could turn out to be a really good game. We'll see. Definitely, some newer the Assassin's Creed have uh, fallen on their face. I don't know how they managed to get the Mario title, but they did. Um, and the, the the South Park game will probably do something for some people, and of course, the Far Cry game. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with like a B minus. They didn't do a terrible job, but it definitely wasn't top of the show. I'm going to go with uh, C. I just was not interested in anything they had to show. I haven't been impressed with the Ubisoft game in a really long time. Um, I just I don't really have any interest in. It. I hear you. All right, uh, last thing before we get into our top fives, I just wanted to hear your thoughts, Dave, on Kingdom Hearts three finally coming. Um, I'm insanely excited. It's one of my favorite games of all time. They didn't really show anything about it, but uh, they showed it last E3. They showed a couple little clips here and there. I'm stoked. It, I think they're some of the best, most well-made games ever. And they have, like, the action combat that you want with the uh, Final Fantasy storyline with the Disney setting. Yeah, it it's always seemed cool to me. Uh, and I watched the trailer, and yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> I don't know. It is it is what it is at this point. If you're into it, I'm sure you'll love it. If not, you're probably not going to jump in at this point. Yeah, this is like a huge thing for some people. Um, they've been waiting years and years for it. Um, I think it would have been a huge thing to really top off E3. What was that game with the big dog that took years and years to come out? The Last Guardian? Yeah. yeah, oh, it's, like, yeah. it's almost on that kind of level where... This would have really been huge. Five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get into our top five of all of E3. Like, I honestly had about ten things that I could have fit on here somewhere, but you only get five, so I'll kick it off. I'll just say one last thing before I get into it. This is not like which games I thought looked the best critically. This was just strictly me what i want to play and in what order so with that said my number five is god of war um like i said i played the original i like the quick time elements 
I thought the button mashing got a little old after a while. That's why I didn't really get into the sequels, but this looks like it's reinventing itself a little bit. Graphics look incredible. Storyline looks vastly improved, and I don't know. I'm just really interested for some reason. It's almost like getting the Tomb Raider treatment when that got uh, rebooted. Uh, number four, surprisingly, Mario Rabbids Kingdom uh, Battle. I don't know why this game is really just captured my attention tremendously, but I don't even own a Switch, but I almost feel like I would buy a Switch just for this game. And my number three is Detroit Become Human. Just a huge fan of that studio with Heavy Rain, and it's right up my alley, and I think it looks like an awesome sci-fi movie that I get to play and make decisions on what happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Number two is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. It's not a splashy game. It's not like this new upcoming out of nowhere thing, but it's tried and true. I mean, Uncharted 4 is one of the best games I've ever played in my life, and if I can get more of that shit, I'm going to take it. And my number one game of E3, it's probably not a big surprise, but it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I am just... And it's really surprising to me because coming in, like I said, I just was expecting it to just be more of the same, which, yeah, I'll play it, but I'll probably get bored after about a week or two. This, I'm like, what kids? I want to play this game nonstop. I don't want to. I'm about to get divorced just so I can play the shit out of this game. Uh, and uh, my honorable mentions, Anthem, of course. Honestly, that would be high on my top five if I was just going based off how good these games looked. Wolfenstein 2, Days Gone, Super Mario Odyssey, and Ori sequel, The Wisps, or whatever. Nice. The Wisps. That's a very solid list. Um, I'm going to kick it off here with number five. Uh, it's not a game, it's the expert Xbox backwards compatibility slash the free 4K updates. I think it's very cool that Xbox is doing this. Like I said, I hope they can roll out this Xbox backwards compatibility compatibility all at once rather than slowly doing it and losing steam where nobody really cares. But I think if they do it all at once, people will be cool to play some classic Xbox games. Um, and of course, the free 4K updates, I think that's big. Like Dave said, he thinks it's just an addition to the list of features, but I think that's going to be real cool to, you don't have to go buy a new version of the game. You can just click update and have it whenever you want. Um, my number four is going to be Call of Duty World War II. I'm pretty super pumped for this game. Um, Call of Duty story modes have never disappointed me. They're, they get a little repetitive in the fighting. You've just got to kill 50, 100 enemies at a time through each section, but... They always have cool cutscenes and cool elements to them. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm super hyped that they're back on the realism kick. I've said it over and over again. That is a big selling point for me. Um, number three comes in at uh, the Madden Story Mode. Um, I think that's going to be awesome. I said it when we reviewed it. It reminds me a lot of the way the Fight Night Champion game did it. And I absolutely love that. I think that was for 360, and the graphics were awesome. The cutscenes were incredible. The training modes weren't exhausting and repetitive. It was really good. So it's not like the UFC game. <laughs> no, no, it's not just training modes, button mashing, and repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. It's yeah. like 
you're in a bare knuckle fight in prison or you're break your hand, you gotta get through this fight without throwing this hand and oh, it's that's cool, cool shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the way the Madden can implement that. The way the store the trailer looked, it looked like the kid was a little bit of a renegade. The scouts were worrying about him not doing what he was supposed to and fucking around and stuff like that. So I think that's got the potential to be really good. Um, of course, coming in at number two is going to be Forza 7 for me. Like you said, this whole time I'm the car guy. I'm big into simulation-style car games rather than the more arcade side. Um, I think this is going to really showcase the new power of the Xbox system. And uh, if you got a nice TV and the system, I think... It's almost as real as it can get. I mean, I don't know how they're going to keep improving on these things. You know, it's just like, it can only get so good, but I guess we shall see. So I'm really looking forward to that. Coming in at number one for me, more of just the way the game has been laid out is a way out. Um, I think that split-screen mode is a super cool idea. I love playing co-op games. And lately, with these new systems, the only way they've made co-op games is online. Like Halo 5, I believe it was. Like, you can play co-op, but only online or stuff like that. I don't know if it was Halo, but a lot of games have been like, you can play co-op, but only online. There's no split-screen option. So I'm very, very interested in that. I love playing split-screen. I love playing co-op career modes. I'm super looking forward to it. It's like a gangster-style story. Very real. It looks to be really fun. Um, some honorable mentions. Uh, I got to throw FIFA in there just because of the same reasons Madden. It's got the story mode, and uh, it looks really fun. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like I said, the Battlefield engine is incredible. I think it's going to be really good. And they said the story mode is like its own story. It's like its own movie, really. So you're not replaying. And it's got, like episode one through everything so I think that's going to be really awesome I think some of the VR games are going to be really cool like uh, Skyrim VR I think that's got the utmost potential with the way those graphics could be so I think it's going to be really cool I mean I think we're really in for you can tell by the way this E3 has gone with the new announcements that they're really trying to find new ways to push the edge push the envelope because it's not just new graphics, it's not just new storage. It's you really got to find a new way to evolve here. So I'm I'm really excited to see the way these game companies and the, the system companies really push the envelope. Good stuff. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, look, we're not even halfway through the year, and we've had so many awesome games this year already. And the end of the year is loaded, and 2018 looks loaded. So. Good times. I'm jumping back into video games at the right time, it appears. And yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely. glad glad that uh, our list didn't even match a single game. That's really yeah. cool. It just shows the differences in uh, great games out there. Dave, what do you got? All right, my number five, Spider-Man. I'm not going to get into that heavy because uh, you really went into it. I'm excited. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, number four, Metroid Prime 4. They didn't really show anything about it. But it's um, a game I've been excited about for a long time, hoping it would come out. I love Metroid. Um, don't have much else to say, only because well, there's nothing to go off of. Well, did you hear? It's a different team. Yeah. So I wonder how so, that's going to play out. 
It's Nintendo. <laughs> Number good. three, I would say Wolfenstein. Uh, like I said earlier, I really loved the first one. I thought it was a great shooter. Um, there's, I mean, it just looks, everything about it looks like so much fun to play. Um, number two is Shadow of the Colossus. It's, like I said before, one of my favorite games of all time. It is absolutely incredible in every way, and I would contemplate buying a PS4 to play it. Um, my number one, and it's going to sound generic, but it's Anthem, because I think it's it's probably the only game I've seen at E3 that I've seen, and it just absolutely blew me away from the second it started. I know it's probably three years out, and it's... Who knows what it'll end up being, but it the graphically looks incredible. The gameplay looks like exactly what I love to play. And just the sheer scale of the game looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, can't argue. My, I, don't, I really only have one honorable mention, um, and it's Beyond Good and Evil 2. Like I've told you about reading that article or watching the featurette, just if you just look into it even a little bit, they have like 10 seconds of gameplay, like early developed gameplay. And just the explanation of the actual uh, view for the game is just jaw-dropping. And, and I've never, I mean, I'm so excited about a game I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, that's really cool. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, guys. Um, quickly, we'll scrap what else we've been watching, but maybe we can run through some stuff we've been playing. I just wanted to mention that I had a free month subscription to Gamefly this past month. So I've been, I was able to sample a few games. I mean, really only dipped my toes into them, but it was still fun to try these four games. Final Fantasy XV. I finally got to trek out. Really, barely got into it at all. Really wish I had the time to play this kind of long story-driven game RPGs anymore. It's just, I don't even want to get too into it because I know it would literally take me a year to get through the game. Yeah. But I really liked what I saw from it. I really liked the new combat mechanics and graphics were obviously amazing. I liked it. It was kind of a modern setting mixed with that classic Final Fantasy style. And uh, yeah, maybe one day I will play more of it, but unfortunately I doubt it. Um. um. Oh, sorry, not done. Oh, I was just gonna run through them all oh, real quick. Uh, I played Near Automata, and I, Chris was mentioned it a little bit in this episode about six hours ago, and um, <laughs> it's a really, really cool game. Big surprise! I know it was getting great reviews and definitely deserving of it. I just played through like the opening stage, I guess you would call it, before you get to your little space station, but. I just loved how he was saying he didn't like the perspective changes that they forced on you. I loved it. I thought it was really innovative. Starts out as like a Galaga-type shooter, or I don't know, not Galaga, but uh, uh, that old game where they kind of come in rows. 1942. Something like that, yeah. Like side-scrolling. Yeah, but you're, you're at the bottom and you're shooting upwards. 
and then it shifts perspectives and it's like you're on the left hand side on a 2D plane shooting to the right and then all of a sudden again it's a 3D shooter and then all of a sudden it's like an RPG an action RPG and like the scale of the bosses in this game is huge and beautiful to look at intimidating but really cool gameplay elements where you can dodge duck div dodge dip and dodge (laughs) (laughs) dodgeball Uh, uh, I don't know. I was really, really impressed. Honestly, I would play more of this game if I had a chance. Unlike Final Fantasy XV, because I've heard it's not a super long game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend, especially you, Dave, check that out because I know you're into the RPGs like that. Yeah. And um, let's see. I checked out Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Have you played this? I have. Pretty cool. I mean. Yeah, I love it. I my only thing is, yeah, it's like uh, you are, it's Middle Earth, like uh, obviously Lord of the Rings universe, and you're this guy I think who who dies, and you kind of come back to life trying to get your revenge. But the cool thing is the Nemesis system, I think it's called, where yeah, like the orcs they have their own hierarchy and they are constantly killing each other to try to you know, take each other's place and move up in rank. And, like, if you fight someone and they kill you, like, they kind of learn your moves. I don't know. It's a really cool, complicated system I didn't get too much into. It's like a hack-and-slash third-person adventure game, and it was a lot of fun. Um, My only thing is I'm not super into Lord of the Rings. If this was a Game of Thrones skin with the same exact game, it might be my favorite game of all time. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's not so it's just very good it is great game and yeah sequel's coming out I forgot to write that down on the thing but sequel's coming out <laughs> and the best game surprisingly that I played from my Gamefly free month subscription was Stardew Valley it is a great game Which, I love it's so good I, I honestly I put it on my Playstation um watch list. If it comes on sale, I'm buying a shit out of it. Uh, it's basically just Harvest Moon or Farmville, but like Super Nintendo style graphics, but the deepest version you could possibly think of it. Where it's yeah. got RPG elements where you go into town, make relationships, go fishing. It sounds so simple and so stupid, but I mean, I'm literally like playing, I played it for three hours straight where I'm Man, I gotta clear this farm out. It's such a wreck. I gotta ch- chop this tree down and plant these seeds. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than it's like one of the best Super Nintendo games that was never on Super Nintendo. Yeah, it is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It truly shocked me because when I first read the description, I just saw the great reviews. I thought it was honestly going to turn into something else, where it's like turn into a Zelda type game for some reason. Just because I refuse to believe that that's all it was, but that's all it is, and it's still worth all those good reviews. Uh, all right, I checked out Overwatch. They had a free weekend trial on Memorial Day weekend. I'm not super into first-person shooters, but I know Overwatch is incredibly popular right now. And I played it for like an hour. I just played some multiplayer, different modes. I really like the variety and the characters and their play style. Like, I mean, completely different. Someone has this huge slow moving and a cannon, another person has like almost like a 
uh, it was just like not a gun even it's like some kind of sword or weapon of some sort there's a bow and arrow guy um, I just it's really cool how they have a bunch of different modes to play and a bunch of different characters to play so I can see why someone could get wrapped into the replayability of it all uh, any overwatchers between you two yeah I play a little bit. I mean, I played it a lot when it first came out, just not so much recently. It is a great game. It's gotten Game of the Year for about 18 different places. Oh, really? Yeah. I know some people are, like, super... Anything Blizzard puts out is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's why I mentioned Hearthstone. I'm just... I play it literally every day. I'm used to be into that Marvel collectible card game, like, that you actually had to collect the cards... And uh, I've always wanted a cool RPG card game, and Hearthstone is, like, perfection in that regard. So, um, And let's see, the last thing I'll talk about is The Last of Us Remastered. I bought that. It was on sale. I'm only, like, an hour in, so barely scratched the surface. But, yeah, it's Uncharted, but in a zombie game where instead of basically unlimited ammo, you know, you have to conserve your ammo, sneak up on people... It's great so far. Can't wait to play more. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely some good games to play. I really haven't played that much games in the past month. I did, however, I'm a big Formula One fan, and I've been playing the new game a lot. I'm, uh, it's definitely a niche group, but I uh, I love, like I said, I love Formula One. I love the game. Um, I'm super into it. People who know know what I'm talking about know what I'm saying like it absorbs you but I've also um, I actually borrowed my buddy's PS2 and have been playing Indigo Prophecy again and man I love this game so much I mean I've played it two or three times like it grabs you and it was definitely like it was the first in its class like you loved Heavy Rain. I don't know if you played Indigo Prophecy. No, I never have. Oh, it's awesome, man. I mean, it's not, like, graphically great like these games are today. It was standard PS2. And the first time I ever played it, I think I got it from, like, Blockbuster. And I had to go buy it after that. And it's incredible. It's, it's very dark and kind of scary horror-ish, but it's very, like, puzzle and decision-oriented and crime scene-ish almost. It's a great game. I mean, it's a classic in my mind. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, also, L.A. Noir. I've been playing that on PC again. I've played L.A. Noir through four or five times. It's my, probably my favorite game of all time. And they, they did a few um, missions on DLC, which this was only like my first or second time playing those, but I love L.A. Noir, man. That was like the first game to do like the mouth movements where they're actually talking and it really seems like it it's open world but at the same time it's very mission oriented and you got the interrogations and you can do right and wrong I mean I love love that game I mean but uh, other than that I really haven't played anything new on like the new systems or anything I've kind of been in playing old games I've loved and I I always play N64 um, emulator games. But uh, other than that, I haven't been doing much video gaming. Cool. I mean, nothing wrong with what you're saying. Awesome. 
I honestly, myself, haven't played too much. Just been very busy at work recently. But um, I downloaded this game called Dead Cells off of Steam. It's like we were talking about earlier, uh, like a Metroidvania game. But so the progression is always the same. But every time you die, you come back and it's you go through the same areas, but they're all randomly generated. So it's the same enemies and possible secrets, but they're all different areas. Um, I really like it a lot. It's in early access on Steam. It's only like 20 bucks if you guys ever want to check it out. Cool. Um, and I just recently picked back up Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, Did you get that for 10 bucks on sale? Well, no, I've had it. Oh, I just oh, oh, oh. recently Sorry. started playing it again. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But yeah, I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through that. I, I love it. It's an absolutely great game. I don't know if you've played it yet, Bob, but I mean... Just a demo. I can't wait I'm to really... I'm so excited for the sequel because the mechanics of the game are great. It's just like a nice big side-scrolling platformer action game, sort of. But um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I haven't really done a ton yet. Alright, man. Well, this was... Clearly, uh, not clearly, uh, by far, I feel like the longest episode we've ever done. Actually, no, I'm lying. The La La Land combined with Summer Box Office Draft episode we did a couple months ago was pretty close. But I do think this has broken the record for longest episode in Redbox Report history, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, I think we did a great job. If you made it to this point, you're a true, true fan. I got yeah, love dear that. Lord. I mean... Yeah, I mean, thank you. If you did make, that's why I gave all those uh, plugs in the beginning because I knew it was going to be a long one, but I was super excited to talk about all this shit, and I'm glad we did. So, thanks for coming yeah. on with me, guys. Absolutely, man. I had a great time. You can get at me on Twitter at Brooks Fallon. You can get at David Fallon on Xbox Live Gold membership at <laughs> Baby Hands Bra, and on Steam. I sniper. All right, and you can get me on Twitter at the Oriole Report, or uh, on PlayStation Network. I think it's called the Red Box Report. That's easy enough, since you're listening to the Red Box Report. Next week on the podcast, we'll have Chris and Brooks back, and Dave if he really wants to, to review the movie Split, as well as our top five dual role performances to go along with that. So, looking forward to that. Check us out. We'll see you later. A lonely screen provides the scene. It's now Every night I scream. But you don't say what you mean. This one.